welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I've got the chat room open. If you weren't able to get into the chat room earlier, just refresh your, refresh your page, and it should let you in. I'm not sure what's going on with it right now, but, um, yeah, if you're trying to get in there, refresh it. Let me know. Wave, say hi, something, so I know that somebody was able to get in there with me, so I don't feel like I'm here all by my onesies and lonesome. I'm like... All by myself. Okay, anyway, so we won't do that again. <laughs> Welcome to the Speakeasy. If you would like to call in and read and share your poetry tonight, you can do so by dialing 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you would like to call in and read. We have some things to go over before we get started, so as we get to those, hi Robbie, hello word machinist, Jimmy, good to see you in chat, oh, Rich, there you are, so yeah, chat's up and working guys. So as I go through some of this stuff real quick, get your pens, papers, parchments, quills, whatever it is you write with out, because we will be getting to our inspiration from the Inkwell segment of the show in just a moment, and you'll be all set up and ready to go with that. I want to first take a moment and just tell you guys how amazing and incredible you all are and how much I appreciate you, and I know that because of the things that I've been doing not just the vacation I just went on, which, God, I love you guys so much for letting me do, allowing me to do that and, and, and not running away and, and abandoning me because I left for a couple of weeks. It was so awesome. I've got, I'm getting all my pictures and everything ready because I'm going to do like a full-blown day-by-day photo album for you guys on my page so you can see all the stuff I did because it's so nerdy and so fun and so cool. I found gas flips. Do you guys know what that is? found them. They are amazing. I am going to share pictures of them. Okay, anyway, so yeah, watch for that. And just want you guys to know how much I love and appreciate you. Appreciate the support you show the community and all that good stuff. On that note, I think this is a really good time to segue right into our sponsor thanking portion of the importantness that we do here. I want to take a moment and make sure that we... (laughs) I'm checking the chat real quick. Hang on a second. So Rich says he's driving. Please give him a heads up so he can get stopped and to a safe place and read responsibly. I absolutely love that you do that. Are you on the tractor or the riverboat or a car? I don't know. I don't know which one. Anyway, so Rich, you are coming up. Let me see. Five. Well, let me check in a minute. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know ahead of time. You're not first, so you're okay. All right, because I'm just uh, my brain just stopped working and multitasking at the same time. So anyway, our sponsors, those of you who stepped up to the plate and helped contribute towards the cost of our 2023 broadcasting license, you guys are amazing. We absolutely could not do this 
without you. When we started this show, 16, you know, October, you guys, this is like June, July, August, September. In three months, it'll be 17 years. We really got to start planning something amazing, like doing a live show at some venue and like broadcasting live from a venue, doing a live show on our 20th anniversary. You know we need to do that, right? Someone helped me start planning that. So anyway, those of you who helped with our sponsorship license or our sp- helped sponsor our broadcasting license, you know, it was much cheaper to do when we started out uh, 16 years ago, but you know, as things often do, they've gotten pretty spendy, and I could not afford to cover this show anymore on my own. It's like tripled since we started, and this venue is absolutely the uh, best venue for what we do and has served us well all these years, and we appreciate them and all their hard work they do to keep things up and running smoothly with all the tech stuff going on, and Appreciate you guys being here all that time, and you guys are just amazing, and thank you, and let's get rid of our sponsors. Okay, here we go. So for our 2023 sponsors, we have Annabella Ashire, Arnold, Dave Kuhn, Debbie Kelly, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Gary and Miss Noreen Snyder, Jade Miss, Jessica Brooke with no S, Karen DeWitt, Kristen Riley, Krista Jopek, Krista Jopek's dog, T.S. Elliott. He loves the show, you guys. Lori um, Binder, uh, Lynn Perkins, Martha Shefsik, Michael Emerald, Jimmy and Missy, or Missy and Jimmy, I see, I have to, Jimmy Ray. Jimmy Ray Davis and beautiful Missy Davis. Pineapple 16, you guys go over and pop a message on his page. He's really busy this year doing a very important service for the community, and that is keeping us with ice cream in our hands during these wonderful hot months. So please jump over to Mr. Pineapple 16's page and just let him know that we're thinking about him and uh, because that's important to do. It's really important to do. Let people know when they're gone that they're missed. All right. Rebel Jones, Rich Hathaway, Hathaway, sorry, Robert and May Ryan, Jerry, er, Terry Galloway, and Timothy Melton. I also want to thank those of you who made anonymous donations in the memory of Melvin Douglas Johnson, Philip Kent Church, John Kays, Ray Neighbors, Rick Smith II, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Banks, King's Cadence, Appreciate you. Oh, and deep enough. Appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for remembering our poets, the fingerprints who linger, the words who stay, the hearts who hold, all that good stuff. Oh, that was pretty rough right now at this moment. Thank you, guys. Thank you for helping to sponsor the show. I'm going to move on or that's just going to get to me. All right, so I hope you have your pencils and quills and ink pots and papers and journals, notebooks out because it is time for, why isn't this working? There we go. Okay, so it is time for, (laughs) such a nerd, inspiration from the inkwell, our mini workshop. So 
as I go through this, I don't panic if you miss something. You can always come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the program and grab whatever it was that you didn't catch. And remember, we have 16 years worth of podcasts here, so that is a great tool to utilize if you're ever sitting there saying, hmm, I wonder, well, go back a couple of years, hit the show, listen to the first 15 minutes, you'll be off and running with something, I promise. So we're adding something a little different this week to the show, and it is thanks to, let me see if I can grab their name real quick, <laughs> Sarah Kaufman, I love that. I'm looking at the... the uh, prompts that I'm giving out. Now remember, I've been doing this for a couple months now, but the prompts that we give out, I used to make those up every week, but I've been kind of having fun posting right before the show on Thursdays a uh, message on my MySpace page, or Facebook page, MySpace. I've been talking to uh, Mike about MySpace. Okay, so my Facebook page asking you guys for the prompts. So these prompts all come from you which has been really fun and interesting. <laughs> but Marie, oh, my God, I can't say her last name. Lech, Lechervine, L-E-C-R-I, Lechervine. Marie C, Marie, Marie C. We're going to call her Marie C. Left one on there, and it was a really interesting word that I had not heard before. And I thought, why have, was that a misspelling or what? So I Googled it. And because of that, it prompted a new segment in this show that we are going to be doing for a while, and that is going to be your Word of the Week prompt. So each week, I will be presenting a new, obscure, or interesting, or not real common word as a prompt, just the word, okay? So... The word that she put in there, the prompt itself was it was a dark, it was a hot and stormy um, prevening. It's like prevening? What's prevening? So I Googled it, and prevening is a noun. It is the time between afternoon and evening when it's too early to be evening but too late to be afternoon. And the word was coined in 2010, so it's like a baby word. It's only, what, 12 years, 13 years old? It was coined in a 2010 episode of The Big Bang Theory on TV. It was spoken by the character Sheldon Cooper, and the line was, 4.30 is not afternoon, it's pre-evening, like pre-evening, pre-evening. So that is your word of the week prompt, pre-evening. P-R-E-V-N-I-N-G, Prevening. And I will be posting that on my Facebook page later on, so if you don't remember it, you can grab it from there. So from here, we're just going to go in and jump into our regular poetry prompts. Now, as I go through these, remember that these prompts are like seeds planted. I'm going to scatter them out there, and they're all going to land in all of your guys' ears, but what they grow into is entirely up to you. That is, I think that is, this is actually, I think one of my favorite things about doing this show with you guys is throwing out things to inspire you and having you bring them back or post them on my page or something like that and seeing what they grow into. Because if we don't reach out and inspire somebody, there's things that will never exist. 
there's things that you guys have written from prompts that I've given you or challenges or homework that I've given you that are incredible. And I get excited because that would not ha- wouldn't exist if I had not have had that interaction with you. So it's really kind of like playing God, isn't it, in a way? You know, you go out, you go, go send someone a message and say, hey, here's, here's 10. In fact, you should do that. That's a, my chat, one of the extra credit things for you guys this week. I want you to write your own or go out and use song titles, whatever it is you want, five of them, just five. One, two, three, four, five. I want you to make a list, and I want you to send those out in a message on Facebook to just random poets that you know that say, hey, I'm just sending out some random prompts. Have fun with them. And then list the five prompts you give them. These are all song titles by Rod Stewart. Here you go. Or whatever you want to say about it. But I challenge you to do that this week. You know, you can even say, hey, and if you write anything, I'd love, to, I'd love to read it. Send it back to me. All the bull crap we see on Facebook. Oh, gosh, this person stole my, my seat in the parade thing for the 4th of July, and they moved my chair, and I've had that spot for 38 years. It's like, oh, my God, people get a life. I don't want to hear this stuff. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Your chair space that you've had for 28 years. So much negative stuff and just bull crap that I see on Facebook sometimes just makes me crazy. So let's go out of our way and do something good. And, and share some prompts with random people out of the blue. All right, that's your challenge. Okay, so anyway, these are like seeds planted. They're meant to grow into poems. With that said, the prompt can be the title of your poem. It can be a line in your poem, or it can be the general concept of your poem. And beyond those guidelines, whatever you do with them is entirely up to you. So let's get started. Number one, I remember these are from, all these prompts are from you guys. They're pretty fun. One, faceless and screaming. That one doesn't sound fun, actually. Maybe, right? That's a challenge. Make that one fun. Faceless and screaming. Two, I did this for you. I did this for you. Three, today cannot be worse than yesterday. Today cannot be worse than yesterday. Four, moving into space. Moving into space. Five, the truth. The truth. I live. Can I live? Seven. Biblical allegory. Biblical allegory. Eight. I like this one. The map of my imagination. I picture mine like one of those old-timey ones, like little sea monsters floating around. Anyway, the map of my imagination. And this is another really interesting one. I forgot who sent that to us. Um, I think that it was Seth Berg, maybe. It's the the Mpemba effect, which I didn't know what that was, so I had to look it up. And the Mpemba effect is hot water. The fact the the theory that hot water freezes faster than cold. So that's kind of a cool prompt. How many ways can you twist that one up? Number ten. Not good for me. Not good for me. Eleven, the capital of my brain. The capital of my brain. Thirteen, somewhere between lunacy and lucidity. Somewhere between lunacy and lucidity. And fourteen, poem in reverse. 
you know, that one would be a really fun one to challenge yourself. What if you could write a poem in reverse that was actually a poem read either way? I'm sure that's a form. I'll have to look that up and let you know. I'll keep you posted on that. Anyway, remember you can write one poem per prompt. You can mix and match the prompts. Use 13, 6, 8, and jump back up and grab two. Use all of those. Or you can get real froggy and you can use all of these, all of these prompts. At least I tried to, when I did them, I tried to make them somewhat relatable, but you guys are just so random. Um, you can use all of these in one poem, right? But before you sit down to write to these, and before you actually sit down and write to anything, I want you guys to remember to do your pick apart a prompt writing exercise. This exercise is the highlight that what you do with a prompt before you write to it is far more important than what you write to it. How can that be? I'm going to explain that. Doing this exercise helps, helps us get away from the typical knee-jerk reaction that we normally have when we hear something that inspires us. So if I say summertime, I guarantee you something blue or yellow was in there, right? So it gets you beyond those things. What else is summertime? So instead of writing the typical same poem that everybody else does, nobody wants to just write a basic poem, find the things that are hiding inside these prompts, the things that you have to flush out, the things that are hiding behind the fluff. You know, I hear a lot of times I hear poets tell me, I wrote this great poem about autumn and it's the best, one of the best poems I've ever written and I submitted it and it didn't get accepted and I'm never going to submit a poem again and the world sucks and I'm going to go eat worms, right? Well, a lot of times when... You submit a poem, especially if you submit to theme publications and stuff where they actually have a common theme, they could be looking at, they could have like, you know, 15, 20 different poems all about the same subject. And they, they're, not gonna, they're not going to print 15 poems in the same journal about popcorn, so they, they can only pick one. So a lot of times it has absolutely nothing at all to do with the fact of whether your poem is good or not. But doing something like this, doing this exercise, flushing out an idea, is going to have you writing those poems that stand out from the other poems, the things that are just a little bit different. Those are the things that get you picked first. Those are the things that get you remembered. Those no, no, Nobody remembers... A, a basic poem so challenge yourself you know you owe it to yourself to push yourself to grow I don't care where you are you can always grow so anyway what I want you to do is to start this I want you to write down the first prompt I gave you which was like screaming and crying and running for the hills or something like that I don't remember exactly what it was Scream, uh, 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 faceless and screaming that's what it was Okay, so I want you to write that at the top of the page. And then before you write a poem to it, I want you to write at least six different ideas for poems you could write to that prompt. So don't write a poem yet, but write down six different ideas that you could use, different directions you could take that prompt in. So you could write summer. You could write a poem about the season itself. You could write a poem about your summer vacation. You could write a poem about, you know, how it affects the growth cycle of 
you know, whatever, or how it affects the sex size of the African tiki fly, whatever. I don't know. How many different poems can you write to that one prompt? All right. When you're done with that one, go to number two, three, four, on the way down the line until you have at least six different ideas for poems you could write to each of the 14 prompts that I just gave you. Actually, I think I only gave you 12 this week. I'm not sure. It doesn't matter. You will not make it to the end of this list. You will not make it through this exercise without something grabbing a hold of you. And you're going to be off and writing. And, you know, I, I, how, I'm never going to stop giving you guys this exercise. This is always going to be in here in the workshop. But I have not yet to this date had someone come back and tell me, you know, Nyla, I finally bit the bullet, bucked up, and started doing this exercise that you gave me. And this is the result of this poem. And told me, talked about it. So I think that we're going to do a workshop. I think we're going to do a full-blown workshop on this. And I'm going to get a couple of you guys to work with me, which means you're going to have to actually do some of this. But I need some guinea pigs. So if you're interested in doing that with me, so you can understand what this can really do, if you're interested in working on that workshop with me, you want to be one of the people who helps me do this, shoot me a message and I'll let you know what I need you to do. Okay? All right. So pick a part of prompt writing exercise. Always do that before you sit down and write to anything. The next thing I want to go over real quick, and I'm going to be bringing Michael Todd on in a moment to read for you a poem that I sent to him. But I want to talk about the prize, Poetry for Prizes drawing that we have coming up. So for the month of July, did I extend that? I did. Let me change that. Take July out of there. Because I was gone for part of July and this didn't get the representation that it needed, so we're going to extend it. So our Poetry for Prizes challenge is writing poems about place. All right. And we've gotten some entries in, and some of them are fine, and some of them aren't exactly poems about place. But they're still going to count because they're still going to count as of today because, again, I don't think that I gave this challenge a good representation before I just took off and, you know, off and running and left this flapping in the wind and having you guys do it yourselves. That wasn't very responsible of me as a... As a workshop leader, was it? Here, hey, do this. Bye. (laughs) So anyway, through August 31st, we are writing poems about place. Poetry of place. Please, please, if you get a chance, look on my page, and you're going to see a post. It's pinned to the top, so it'll be the first post on my page you see. But there's some examples of what poems of place are. You can, when you write your poems, you can post them on that link or you can just post them on my page. We'll get to that in a minute. So anyway, place you can imagine. As long as it is a place, and as long as that place is the exclusive subject of your poem, that's what a poem of place is. It's a place about any, any, any place you can imagine, as long as the place is the exclusive subject of the poem. They can be written about places we know or think we know or want to know or remember or those we imagine. They can be written about home or familiar places that are nostalgic to us, you know, those places that you know, like hold deep memories for us. They can be poems about places you've traveled or the traveler's path, the actual path. They can be poems about um, 
lost places or dark or forgotten or never visited places. You know, get creative when you think about this. You know, inside your wallet or in your underwear drawer or inside your car or in your coffee cup or in your mirror or maybe even inside your head. Those are places. Your goal is to write with a vivid and with vivid and powerful images in a way that connects the reader to the place. And through your words, they experience it with the same emotion, eyes, as you, the writer, feel and see when you're writing it. You know, basically you're holding your hand and, and pointing out everything that you feel or everything you see, explaining to them so that it's like they're walking beside you, experiencing everything that you are. And remember, these are poems of place exclusively. And that's where we've had some issues is a lot of people have written poems about place, but the place is not the subject of the poem. They're wandering around and they're doing stuff, talking about themselves. You can't do that. You don't talk about yourself in poems of place. You talk about the place. All right? So the place itself is the subject of your poem. Not you in it, not, not others that are in the place, but the place specifically, have I pounded that in enough? <laughs> you know, but I have to say, you can talk about people in the poem, but only if it aids in the description of the place. Like, say you're talking about in New York City during, you know, and it's raining in the street, and, you know, you're saying faceless people parade by the shop windows hidden by umbrellas. So you're using that to describe the place, even though you're talking about people. The people aren't subject to the poem. People are helping in the description of the ambiance of the place. So to be entered into the drawing, I want you to post your poems on my page and or you can come read them on the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Radio Show, which airs every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Each poem you post on my Facebook page gets you entered into the prize drawing one time. Read your poem of place on the show, and that gets you entered into the drawing two times. Do both, post it on my page and read it on the air, and that gets your name entered into the drawing four times. So a recap, the place has to be the subject of your poem, period. The, post must be, the poem must be posted directly on my page. Do not tag me. Don't tag me and because that might not get added to my page for months. You guys have no idea how I get buried in emails and posts and tags and all this stuff. There's so many, and it's, things get lost so easy. So do not tag me. You can post it directly onto my page, and at the top you can write Poem of Place if you want to to make sure it stands out and I see it and know that it goes into the contest. contest. Or if you go onto my Facebook page, like I said, the post is pinned to the very top with the description of the contest and all the stuff that I just read to you. And you can actually post that, your poem in that, on the links on that post because that would be super easy to find and efficient. Poem can be any style or any length, and you, there's no limit to how many times you can write a poem of place. You can write 100 poems, haiku poems about some place, any place. Write 100 haiku poems every single day and post my page, and that's going to get you entered into the contest 100 times every single day. So get after it, you guys. But remember, 
post them on my page, post them on the link on the post about the contest. Do not tag me. So, kind of wrapping up things here, we want to remind you that as Food for Our Creative Souls, we are focusing on reading, 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 and I'm going to kind of add living, living, living in there because getting back from, just getting back from my vacation. If you are not reading more than you are writing, you are doing it backwards. If you are not going out and experiencing things in life more than you are sitting in a room with your cute little poet hat on and a candle lit staring out a dark window in the night and wondering why you can't think of things, you have to have input in order to have output. You have to. What if the only thing you ever knew was the color red, but you didn't know about any other colors because you lived in a red room and you never left that red room and your whole world was red and you could only write from that perspective because you'd have no other idea or no idea that the world was in a rainbow. So you have to read. You have to have that input. That's really important. You have to go out and experience life. That's really important. You know, remember you are what you eat and that applies to what you put into your brain as well. As our writer's discipline, and out of all the things that I give you, this is the most important one. I cannot tell you why. Maybe we'll have to do a workshop on this one, too. In fact, I think I will. We'll do a workshop on this one, too. I can't get you all coordinated to get your workshop scheduled, so I'm just going to have to do them. So until we can get you guys on for years. So as our writer's discipline, every day I want you to write a haiku poem. You want you to write a haiku poem. When I do these, I do an American haiku, which is three lines with a five-seven-five syllable to count. But you can pick any form of a haiku that you want. Basically, the whole concept is every single day I want you to go out into the world. When you're rushing from here to there, here to there, and doing, you know, what this guy says and that guy says, and rush, rush over here and, and follow that sign and do this and read that and, and all this stuff, all this bullshit that goes into your head every single day, getting through the day, making a living trading hours for dollars, blah, 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 all this good stuff. But there's this person inside of you that's more important than all of that. During all of that messed up, humble, bumble, jumbled, whirlpool of stuff you do every single day, you can stop long enough to find 17 syllables. And if you can't, then you need to sit down and have a really big heart-to-heart with yourself and make you understand why you can. Every single day, find your 17 syllables. And when you jot it down, if it isn't enough, it doesn't matter. You can go back and add syllables or take a couple away. The, the important thing is just to get it jotted down when you think of it. I mean, really basically, it's like one sentence. If you can't find time in your day to write one sentence, And you need to grab you by the short hairs and sit yourself down and look at your priorities because you're worth this. You are worth doing this. All right. So that's it, you guys. That's it for this week's edition of Inspiration from the Inkwell, our mini workshop. I'm going to run through the prompts again very quickly. The word of the week prompt was pre-evening which is the time between afternoon and evening, too early for evening, too late for the afternoon. Basically, it's about 4.30 for Sheldon Cooper on the Big Bang Theory TV show, blah, blah, blah. So, pre-evening, P-R-E-V-N-I-N-G, pre-evening. That's your word prompt. Your poetry prompts for this week are 
One, fearless and screaming. Two, I did this for you. Three, today cannot be worse than yesterday. Four, moving into space. Five, the truth. Six, can I live? Seven, biblical allegory. Eight, the map of my imagination. Rawr, little monsters. Um, <laughs> the... Oh, it's so silly. The uh, Mpemba effect, hot water freezes faster than cold is the theory behind that. Ten for me, eleven, the capital of my brain, thirteen, somewhere between lunacy and lucidity, and fourteen, palm in reverse. All right, remember, if you missed anything, you can come back and listen to the show after it's over in the uh, the podcast and start it and stop it at your leisure and get all of it written down. Now, we are going to play an audio track while we start and end every episode with an audio track from one of you, the, 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 the reader, the <laughs> mama just popped up. Here I am. I love you, Mama. I see you. I am so glad you're here. Okay. Um, so we we'll always play an audio track from one of you guys. And I just put out a call for audio tracks because it would, it's always amazing and fun to add new ones. So if you're a recording artist and you want to have your piece played on the air, you can send them to me through an audio clip on Facebook if you're not on my Facebook page. You can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A, last name Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Shoot me a message, send that to me, or you can email them to me at the, the word the is in there, T-H-E, the speakeasycafe at gmail.com. Put MP3 files, something like that, in the subject line. Uh, there's a post on my page with the email and information on there on how to get those to me as well. I uh, would love to have those, get them uploaded to the show's library and play them for the world. We got a couple in this week. I have not had time, or actually yesterday, I have not had time to upload them to the show this week. So the piece that I'm going to play for you, I've actually played for you before, though that doesn't matter because there's some of you who have never heard it. And I really like it. I think it's very cool. It's by Gerald Wagner, and it's called Second Phase Navajo Blanket. Here you go. Second Phase Navajo Chief's Blanket, circa... 1872. I remember a dust storm on the Pendleton farm, sky black like thunder. How grandma raced against the winds and slammed shut summer windows. I remember the hand-woven blanket on a closet shelf was tattered, had a few holes, maybe rode in the wagon, a wrap for the chill, later behind the pickup seat. It could have been my great-grandmother's, or maybe her mother's, both go back. When Grandma died, I took the blanket. It was hefty, flexible, not supple. Smelled of farmhouse and dryland rain. I kept it years in a box. One day, it's a Navajo chief's blanket, second phase. Coconil dyed red maeta cloth from Spain unraveled by hand, threaded lengthwise into bold crimson stripes, two border, one center. 
In the first phase, the Kiowa or Ute chief traded a hundred buffalo hides or twenty horses for select bread wool woven into simple striped patterns. Draped, worn as a robe, the blanket gave dignity and comfort. At night, it covered the bed. The Navajo resisted expulsion from their homeland. They were chained, then forced marched. Their crops were burned. Their churro sheep killed. Their fine wool forever lost. All to break their hearts. We hide the past behind a quivering wall of inverted light. Mirages and photos of quaint native people in Monument Valley herding sheep. But new sheep. Government sheep. Indigo rectangles, a new element, accent the blankets' red fields like visual cestura. Horizons hold fewer promises. Gnawing unease is no longer a sign to winter when white traders barter hard against the weavers, sell their blankets to anyone with money. Two broad bands of undyed wool cut by a stripe of dense black abuts the reds on either side. In summer, the flat highways melt into pools of blue. Storied spider hangs from the belly of the sky, interlaces chance into destiny, weaves the habits of indifference, the slow erosion into gossamer textiles that reveal motifs of grief beyond bullets and shallow graves. There is no lure for this blanket. Locked in a pattern too perfect to escape, I lost the thread and did not ask. Gerald Wagner, second phase, Navajo Blanket. Appreciate him sending that track in. That is is one of the new tracks from last month. I have not played that one. It was a different one I was thinking about. Now I have to figure out which one I was thinking about, but I'll do that later. <laughs> right now, we uh, we have something very important to do. And that is, it is time to get to you, our callers. Kind of slow off the go there, guys. Sorry. <laughs> the number, again, if you'd like to call in and read tonight, is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and read. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 731 conveniently is our first caller this evening listen for your telephone area code when I bring you on even if I know who you are and you know that I know that you know that I know and everybody knows please introduce yourself we have 16 years with the archive shows here so 16 years from now someone could pull up this show and if you don't introduce yourself no one will have any idea that the poem that you're reading is your poem always attach your name to your work vitally important 
Right now you can read two normal length poems or one long poem. And if the uh, lines get too busy and I need to change that back to reading just one poem, I will let you know. But right now, you're good to read two. When you are done reading, please make sure that you give out your URL. It's really important that people know how to come find you and get to know you and your work better before you come back and read again next week. And remember, please, that we have a mature rating. That means no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B, no adult porn poems. You know, don't get overly, overly, superly x-ray graphic. Leave a little bit to the imagination. You're good to go. All right. I'm going to actually give you the first three callers. You can kind of have a heads up. We have 731 coming on first, followed by 850, and then 702. Those are our first three callers. And I will be updating you on that throughout the show. Rich, you're number two. So you're the second caller, Rich, just so you know. Bet you forgot or thought I forgot about that, huh? Okay, so we have Michael Todd, then followed by Rich, and then followed by Jimmy Ray Davis. Those will be our first three callers. So let's go ahead, and I'm glad that Jimmy's first because I was going to have him read a poem of place and totally forgot. Jimmy, or, or, Mike, are you with me? Oh, my gosh. Somebody save me. Nyla. Hi. I'm here, Nala. How you doing? I'm glad you're here. I'm doing great. So while I was doing the workshop, I was supposed to bring you on so you could read a poem of place as an example of what a poem of place is. So I'm going to ask you if you'll read that for me now, and then we will get to the official welcoming you to the show as a regular reader. Okie pokey. <laughs> this is an example of poem of place, a wonderful poem about New York City. As the night darkens to New York brighten in the city that never sleeps. Our poem is entitled February Evening in New York. It's written by Denise Levertov. As the stores close, a winter light opens air to iris blue. Glint of frost through the smoke gains of mica, salt of the sidewalk. As the buildings close, Released autonomous feet pattern the streets in hurry and stroll. Balloon heads drift and dive above them. The bodies aren't really there. As the lights brighten, as the sky darkens, a woman with crooked heels says to another woman while they step along at a fair place, You know, I'm telling you, what I love best is life. I love life. Even if I ever get to be old and wheezy or limp, you know, limping along, I'd still out of hearing. For the multiple disordered tones of gears changing, a dance to the compass points out, four-way river, prospect of sky wedged into avenues, left at the end of streets, west sky, east sky, more life tonight a range of open time at winter's outskirts. End poem. Beautiful, beautiful job reading that. Now, you guys will notice in that poem that the entire poem was about the place. He didn't say, I stopped and got a bagel, and I sat on a bench at Central Park, and the poem didn't have any 
the entire poem was about this amazing place, written in a way that makes us experience that place just in the reading of it. So that is what a poem of place is. A poem of place is a poem about a place. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Great job. You're welcome. All right, so let's rewind this. So let's go ahead and bring on area code 731. 731, you're on the air. Hi, Nala. This is Michael Todd calling from West Tennessee. (laughs) Hi, Michael. It's so good to hear from you. I'm glad you called in. It's fantastic. You know, at some point in time, people are going to figure out we're actually in the same room. But until they can prove it, never mind. I know, right? And we're eating Funyuns in our underwear while we host the show. Okay. Onions. Why did I go there? Why did I go? I don't onions? know. I hate Funyuns. Oh, they're so gross. Yuck. Is it used to like gummy anyway. bears or something? Okay, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to read a new a new poem, and I and I ripped it. It's by. Julie McCray, longtime friend from MySpace. She was also a very close confidant of David McClansky. So she wrote this poem this week called Busy B, and it's B, it's spelled B-E, and you'll understand why. And it's set in her lair. Here we have Busy B by Julie McCray. A marathon of cooking shows plays in the background. She listens to Bobby Flay describe the only way to dress a salad. Anna Garten won't serve pie for this Thanksgiving. Meanwhile, in her home kitchen, the ambitious baker sets out ingredients for organic bread, the expensive King's Mill flour, the more expensive raw wildflower honey substituted in the wrinkled recipe which calls for plain white sugar. She's too much of a rebel to measure the butter. She loves the risk of eyeballing it. It will work. It always works. So the bread is rising in the warm mudroom. So she turns to bleaching the flowers, the floors. Every square of tile behind tables and cabinets debates on pulling out the stove, takes a quick peek behind, and it's still clean from the last scrubbing. Soon she will park herself on the couch to be close to idle, as her style allows. She is watching that marathon, envisioning additions and subtractions, ever rebellious even toward the pros. She creates her eighth Afghan this year without forethought or patterns, reveling in her rebelliousness. She will invent the outcome as she goes. She has 1,140 minutes today and she could account for each of them. And my response to that was, an efficiency expert who plays it by ear runs circles around those counted austere. She sits serene in her high-traffic area, a martial interlude for aggregate hysteria, covert item under wraps, lest it disappear. End pieces. I love that so much. Is there a link to that somewhere yet? Do I? Uh, yeah. 
I'll send you her link on her page. There's so many. Yeah. She has so many tongue twisters. I mean, man, she turns me inside out. And I think I thrive on them until I get into hers, and then it's it's a challenge, a wonderful challenge. <laughs> it's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, you it's probably true. read hey. other poets more than anyone I know. Which reading, if you're not reading more than you're writing, I think that you read a lot. I think you read more than you write. I think that you really enjoy that aspect of yes. your craft. Is Yeah. So do you think that it helps you as a writer, reading all this stuff? Mm, no. I don't think it has anything to do. It's two separate things altogether. Like oh, driving a absolutely. Boat or it's not a because some of, the, some of the best stuff you've ever written has been riffs of stuff you've read. So that was a well, trick yeah, question. Okay. Well, I mean, the, the riffing stuff I learned from David McClansky and Laney and, uh, oh, several other people. It's just something we used to do back in my space. You know, it was a fun thing. If you do good, what? it works out nice. <laughs> if you do bad, you look like a goof. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to have you post the link to that. In fact, if you want, and if it'll post on my page, you can post it directly on my page so everyone else can check it out too. Um, I figure out how to do it. Or you it. can just mail, or you can just mail it to me. Just copy paste, copy the link from the page and paste. I'm going to attempt that, even as we speak. Yeah, see, I get those and three dots. Your poem of. Your poem of place was in addition to your two, so you get to read your two. Just because I had you read one, that doesn't count as one of your poems. That would be so not cool. Oh, you want me to read one and more? And if nothing else, I am cool, yes, because I had you read that one. That doesn't wasn't one of your poems. That doesn't count as one of your reads. Okay. Here's one that I wrote. It's for, for Chris and Joe Peck, and it's kind of about our – relationships with our fathers who neither one are with us anymore. It's called Juncture from Christian Jopak. We shall lend our fathers' memories well, ever tending their gardens, there to tell of days gone by of what might have been, settling succinctly in the now, within. Candles lit on celebratory dates of birth, paired to one for days we leave this earth. Songs and stories surface to interface as those cogitations can no longer keep pace. Some treasures laid up, others left behind for family to admire. They serve to remind of honor, valor, and legacy to hold dear, even if perhaps images become less clear. If goodbye is forever and forever a day, pernicious storms meddle in our causeway, our sand will still settle enjoying structure to raise the bridge drawn on this juncture. Simple. Phenomenal. I'm glad I had you read that one. Cool. I'm glad you, not that I had, I'm glad that you shared that one. I didn't, can't make you do anything. You're Michael Todd. You do what you want. Hmm. Well, all right then, Missy. I have now run excessively long, so it's time for me to step aside and make room for the real poets. Anybody <laughs> wants to come hang out with me, please feel free to come by to mike That's M Y K E 
D-O-D-D because in my states we had a, a permanent spelling disorder. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, honey. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you again this week. Hi, Dan. All right, baby. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right. I appreciate him so much. Okay, so now we have area code five eight five zero. Captain, my captain, are you with me? Hey Nala, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful, sweetheart. How are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. For the second week in a row, I'm in the middle of a cornfield in Illinois. <laughs> I'm headed back <laughs> south this time. Is it sweet corn or is it feeder corn? Uh, hell, I don't know. It ain't, it ain't very tall. It's not growing good well up here. Uh, Uh-oh. It's not very tall. Uh, they say up north, knee high by the 4th of July. They, they didn't beat it by much. But, uh, well... Anyway, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to tell you to go ahead. Okay. Uh, Well, this is uh, Rich Hathaway. All my social media is Dead Society Poet. And uh, I've just spent a week, uh, I've been pretty, pretty much unplugged. I've been off social media, been disconnected. Oh. just spent a week in Wisconsin, spent five days in probably as close to heaven as I'll ever get. Uh, the, did some, I read a book while I was there, but I didn't really do any writing. And I got up this morning, my last morning there, uh, before the sun was over the trees. Made a cup of coffee and walked out on the porch and sat in a rocking chair looking at the river and kind of realized the theme was developing uh, in front of me and uh, made a couple of notes and I wound up writing something at the gas station a couple of hours ago. Uh, I was hoping it was going to be, I don't think it, it, it's not really falling into your poem of place of uh, guidelines. And it's certainly not on level with what Mr. Todd just read. But uh, I wrote this a couple hours ago. Uh, and the river I was on is called the Jump River. Uh, Jump, J-U-M-P. Mm-hmm. A polished stone winks back at dawn's light, breaking the current, begging the river to remember its name. A hawk dives, its wings unhinged, snatching a meal before the day sets him on fire. She draws me in with each pull of the oar, and I barter with tomorrow for a little more time. Like a lost child to his mother's arms, I dive right in. But maybe that's why they call her the junk. In home. Wow. See, again. Short, precise, sharp, tight, amazing, wonderful. I'm trying to think of all the adjectives I can think of. Thanks, ma'am. Great job on that, thanks. honey. Thanks, 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 thanks. 
You're, you're welcome. welcome. Uh, Are you going to read a second? Yeah, I got a little speed bump here about a week and a half ago, I guess. Uh, this is called Poetic Jealousy. I greet the rain in lackluster ceremony. Though at times a perfect harmonic in my bones, I'm indifferent to the torment of its piercing hints. Displacing anger and maybe a little fear I buried so deep. Such a bittersweet ride to my tranquility, my eyes shut down in poetic jealousy. In peace. Your speed bumps. We need to think of something else to call them besides speed bumps. <laughs> That's about how long it takes to read them. Uh, like profound, profound hiccups. Profound right. poetic well, hiccups. I'll, I appreciate it. I'll, I'll leave the, <laughs> the, the, I'll leave the profundity uh, for others' <laughs> determination, but I, I'll call them hiccups. Then. You're amazing, sweetheart. It was a, a fantastic day when Jimmy brought you to us. Well, I appreciate it. I do. Uh, I, I'm forever grateful for him for doing that, and uh, so glad he reached out to me. And uh, I uh, and I really looking back now, I hear so many people talking about MySpace. I I didn't even well, I wasn't writing back then anyway. But I didn't, I thought MySpace was for kids. I I didn't even. I've never even dreamed of having a MySpace page. Oh, uh, MySpace, oh, no especially idea. for creative people, for artists, my, there was nothing in the world like MySpace. You know, it's kind of like if you're a gamer and you paid, played Final Fantasy XI and now you're trying to play Final Fantasy fourteen, and, you, you know, you think you're getting the same experience. It's not. You know, it's like old school. Sorry, I had to use the, the nerd example there. I was talking to my kids earlier about that, but you know, it's it's it was amazing. It was incredible. You designed everything. Well, my, it was it wasn't it wasn't used to farm your stuff. It wasn't there was nothing. I mean, the sky was the limit on your creativity, on making your site, sharing your ideas, all of it. It was uh, it was great. My nerd example would be Fallout New Vegas compared to Fallout Four. That would be my, that would be my nerd thing. <laughs> See, you know, anyway. you know, right? <laughs> yes, I know what you're getting at. Yes, ma'am, I know what you're getting at. But, uh, oh, that's great. Like I said, I'll, uh, I, won't take up, I won't take up any more of your time. I appreciate y'all. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll try to have something new. I'll still be on my days off, so I'll try to have something new this coming Thursday. Uh, something not written at a gas station, something with a little more thought put into it. I like but, uh, what you write at gas stations. Well, thank you, ma'am. I like so, everything you it write. It may change a little bit. I, I may tweak it a little bit. It may, it may grow. I don't know. But it just, I didn't want it to get away from me. I had to, I had to make something or it was gone. <laughs> I'm glad you do when you do, and I'm glad when you share. You have a really good week. Be safe out there. Be careful driving. Don't let the children in that corn get you. And uh, uh, just just en- we're, we're, we're enjoy yourself. Right now. 
Well, sweetheart, thank you so much. Thank All right, you. so you guys, I need to let you know real quick that we have area codes 860-585-314. You are not in the lineup. If you guys want to come on the air and share something tonight, please press 1 on your phone and that will alert me that it is okay to unmute your line. Again, that's area code eight, okay, 860, I got you. So we have area code 585 and 314. If you guys would like to come on the air, please press one. If you're here just listening, appreciate you being here and hanging out. Enjoy the show. If you change your mind at any time, press one and that will again, like I said, alert me and let me know that it's okay to unmute you. Otherwise, I'm glad you're here. Okay, let's go ahead and bring on our next caller, Mr. Jimmy Ray Davis. (laughs) Jimmy Ray Davis in the house. Word machine is Nyla. How are you? Let's get this party rocking. We've already already had the gentleman from West Tennessee, Mr. Michael Todd, always, always amazing. And Captain Rich, what more Mm -hmm. can I say? Every time that guy uses words, I stop what I'm doing and I listen, damn it. And it's a great... (laughs) thing to be part of it. And then you got Nyla wrapping it all together like somebody's birthday present, you know? <laughs> hey, guess who's in the chat room? I know. I saw us. Devil Machine Rick. Rick's, Rick's in here. That's crazy. I've not talked to that him is, in forever. That is odd. Well, we, we just reconnected recently, and I told him about the show and, uh, and said, hey, come by, check it out. It's still going it never stopped 16 years, and he got all excited, and so I gave him uh, – uh, let him know about it, and here he is. So that's great. Uh, Rick, glad to have you here, man. I know you're listening, and I can't wait. Until, he may not re, He may not call in this week. I think he's just going to, you know, kind of check everything out, but he will be coming back, I'm sure of it. So Nyla, when you asked me if I re- – you asked me if I remembered who he was, and I told you, isn't mm-hmm. he from Florida? So I had to look it up. And I was right. I cannot believe that I remembered he was from Florida. I don't know if he's still in Florida, but we had we had yeah. quite a we had quite a contingency back then. It's, sometimes it's not easy to to you know everybody right away, especially you. You had the show, so you were running through uh, more probably more, uh, more interaction with more folks than most of us. Um, but we do have something to to discuss before I read. Uh, I, I do. I'd like my extra credit. You mentioned something about extra credit, so without further ado, I'm going to run them off right now. Uh, Maggie May, do you think I'm sexy? Hot legs, downtown train, forever young. That's five, five Rod Stewart songs. You said if I came up with five Rod Stewart songs, I would get extra credit. I distinctly remember you saying that. <laughs> Listen to the archives. Okay, I believe you. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> so Nyla, you were on a vacation recently, and so was I. And my vacation was a uh, kind of a two-way deal because it was a vacation from everyday 
work and all that such, uh, but also from writing and posting. And I, and I didn't realize it, but I needed it. So for about a year straight, I've been posting, creating these videos and posting them every day. It takes up a lot of time, and it was nice to get a break from that. They're the only amazing, thing is, though. I haven't figured out how to get back into it. It's been over two weeks since that. But I've been back from the, the, the Utah trip for a while. I'm, I'm working on one, but... I don't have the video ready yet. It'll come. But I think once it comes, I think I'll kick into overdrive because that's how I work. Tight schedules, uh, you know, nose to the grindstone. Um, while I was on vacation, I only wrote one poem in the mouth. It's funny because I don't – I enjoy it while I'm up there, and I do have a little bit of kickback time, but I don't tend to write a lot when I'm up there. But this one came out, and I thought that – it will be uh, interesting uh, to write and then, of course, read it here. This is a speakeasy exclusive. haven't posted this yet. Um, kind of letting everybody know where I've been. So it is fittingly titled, Where Have You Been? Where have you been, oh, dear Sonny Jim? Where have you been drinking whiskey and gin? I've been to the place where the mountains kiss the sky where the pine trees all stretch, impossibly high, where family and friends, they are aplenty, where the wild bird songs are varied and many, where natural beauty stays intact forever, where the water is clean and you never say never. I can see, I can be forever free, where there are no locks, only keys. What did you see, oh dear Sonny Jim? Did you see when the city lights dimmed? I saw the lake waters shining like glass. I saw a proud eagle fly over as he passed. I saw many smiles and hands to be shaken. Saw beauty so stark that I was taken. Saw the eyes of my children still full of wonder. Saw the lightning flicker fast. After the dark thunder, and I can see, I can be, I can feel truly in my heart, forever free. Who did you meet, my dear Sonny Jim? Who did you meet? Will you remember them? I met a bearded man, king of the mountain. I met a young girl who drank from a fountain. I met all my kin. Past troubles were vanquished, met the eyes of my sweetheart. In true love, we languished, met a boat captain who offered his vessel, met the ghosts of young children riding a carousel, and I will be forever free where I can see the beauty that nature can be. What will you do now, my dear Sonny Jim? What will you do now at the cold rainbow's end? I'll go on back to the big dirty city. And in the ugliest times, I'll see something pretty. I'll fry up the trout we caught at Clear Lake. I'll promise to give much more than I take. I'll fight the drudgery of work with dreams and a chill grin. See myself mirrored in the eyes of my children. I'll kiss my dear wife and light the stars in the night sky. Write my poems my own way, never questioning why. 
and on my knees, I'll breathe, thankfully, for the wonders this life offers me, and I will stay truly and forever free in poem. Wow. That was wonderful. Almost, almost could slide by as a poem of place. Yeah, we'll kick out the first person, and then it's a poem of place. Um, but that's where I've been. It is. So I think that I thought you'd be rather interested in that one, So, and I don't think I was wrong in my assessment. Um, no, I, th- I thought it was amazing, especially, you know, both of us getting, getting back from our wanderabouts. Yeah. And I, no, I'm right funny. with you. I, norm- I mean, I normally, when I go on my big trips like this, I do a lot of writing, but I – this year, unexpectedly, I had someone join me for part of the trip, and it was fun having someone there with me, but it really kind of changed changed the whole feel, I guess, from yeah. what it normally is, because I've never taken a trip where someone joined me, but um, they joined me on the first part of the trip, and then a couple days in the last part of my trip so there was a big section in the middle where I was running around on my own but you know it just it just you know you have someone to talk to you don't sit there you don't have the quiet so I didn't get in the writing on this trip that I wanted to get in so I think I'm going to plan another one later in the fall it's a sanctuary trip well, it's, um, now our trip every year it's always a lot of people so it's a lot of family it's all my kids my brother my mom everybody we all meet there at the mountain and so i don't usually have that kind of time anyway it's usually uh in the evenings uh you know if we're sitting around the campfire and everybody's kind of gone back to their cabins uh i might roll uh write something out sigh my poem sigh psycho you, you remember good old sigh uh, oh yeah that was actually written last year when I was up there and it was one of the only times I vocalized it before writing it down. I just had this idea of this character sigh and I'm looking at the trees and I'm thinking of this guy and boom. Um, but we had a, uh, I know you were rock, you were rock hunting, right? Um, I was fossil. I was fossil hunting. I was okay, well, um, you know, in, the same, in the same doing archaeology and paleontology and some yeah. geology. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Well, we, we always hit antique shops and rock shops on our way back uh, from where we fish. And uh, there's a little town called Orderville on the backside of Utah, just above uh, Arizona. And there's a shop uh, store we always uh, stop at. It's just this little shelf set up, and it's a big rock yard. And the guy's always real friendly there. And we saw him this time, and um, he uh, had gone through some emotional uh, stuff in his life and he decided to kind of unload that on us and now if my kids were younger i would have been like all right kids it's uh time to go there bud but um it was kind of cool i think he just needed somebody to listen to him and my kids are real good with that way and they understood it but the crux of it is that he brought uh, they bought some geodes from him and he brought us all into his workshop which he never brings anyone into and cut the geodes for Did us he cut them? So, oh that's awesome yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. I'm going to send you some pictures. Michael got one that's actually a four-ball geode on one clump, so it's really rare. And uh, he was able to cut it so you can see the face, the interface of all four of them, so very cool. And then we came back. You know, we have to we have to obviously come back. So when I came back, I didn't post, but I did write, and I have written about seven poems, I think, since I've been back. This is the first of that group, and this is called Before I Rolled the Dice. I lost the game. Before I rolled the dice, I lost the game. 
Love is a bitch, and she cannot be tamed. I burned the bridge that you built by hand, drank from your glass until it turned into sand. With a heart that's unsalvaged and a mind full of junk, I locked myself in an old antique trunk. My tears are for nothing, no real surprise, acid that pours from my dark eyes, from my eyes. When I drove to the end of your overgrown street, you had moved far away, no one there left to greet. I found out the hard way when the moon met my eye. True sorrow can be mean when there's no tears to cry. With tears for nothing, never surprised, madness pouring from my dark eyes, decrying couples who walk arm in arm, blaming everyone else for my own self-harm. I can flee from the truth. I can make up every excuse. I can bend all the rules, but a fool will remain a fool just the same. From the truth, I can flee, get down on bended knee, and the bridge that I burned in your old street past the turn, and the couples arm in arm still causing myself harm, still bending the rules, remaining a fool just the same. Before I rolled the dice, I lost the game. Simple. Yeah, that sounds like it could have been written by the brother of a clown that I know about. Uh, brother of a clown. Have you figured out who the clown is? No. I really, really want it to be me, but no, I have not figured out who the clown is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you really want Every time you say that, it's going to be less and less you. You never got back to me on that piece. <laughs> I'm going to end up writing it third person. If you don't, I uh, told you that I would do it if I could, but I didn't know if that would, like, mess up your – having one of them done in a different voice, if that would mess up your storytelling. Well, I've done um, two – I think two of them. Uh, Downtown Marvin and Cheryl Madrid were both done in third person, so they haven't all had a voice. Um we do have a man with no name coming up next, but I don't have that one written yet. So, Nyla, we'll be in touch. We'll figure it out. And I, once again, I thank you so kindly for having me on the air and having this wonderful venue for us. I am Jimmy Ray Davis, the Word Machinist. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram under the name Word Machinist and on Facebook, Jimmy Ray Davis Poetry. Come check it out. The videos will be starting up again. Nyla, I love you, and I want you to take care. Thank you, sweetheart. Appreciate you being here. I'm glad you had a great vacation. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Have a good night. Thanks, then. All right. Jimmy Ray Davis. Our next caller comes from, let me give you the next three. We have area code 219, followed by 519, followed by, wow, that's weird. I could not make this up. We have 219, followed by 519, followed by 419. So, 
<laughs> How weird is that? Seriously, they all end in one nine. I have to double check because I can be so dyslexic with numbers. All right, let's go ahead and bring on, I believe this is Brother O. 219, you're on the air. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome, sweetheart. How are you? I'm doing good. It is amazing to hear from you. I appreciate it. Thank you. What do you have going on? What are you bringing us tonight? This is, a, this is a poem, one of my favorites is called, I'm Not Defined by My Limitations. My dear brothers and sisters, we all have limitations in one area or another in our lives. However, we shouldn't allow the people close to us to define us by them. Limitations are defined as limited rules and circumstances and putting restrictions on ourselves. Examples of limitations include restraints and constraints, checks and controls, clampdowns and obstructions, blocks, bars, and barriers, dampers and deterrents, industries and impediments, breaks, reins, and inhibitions. Limitations are also conditions of limited abilities, defects, and failures. We also call them imperfections and flaws, shortcomings and weak points. Inabilities and incapabilities, vices, weaknesses, frailties, and failure, disabilities, disadvantages, drawbacks, and deficiencies. My dear brothers and sisters, I'm the living example of not being defined by my limitations because they have not stopped me from achieving what I have set to accomplish in my life. Among the limitations I had, one with a congenital heart condition, diagnosed with speech impairment, endured through open heart surgery, placed special education classes, spoke with a noticeable list in my childhood, classified as not being able to function on the social level, classified as angry, hostile, and antisocial, classified as an introvert, classified as a loner who didn't know how to make friends. A classic underachiever tried to gain acceptance by his peers, a C student when I graduated from high school. A very shy young brother who was terrified to ask females out on dates, and a intelligent brother was always overlooked and unnoticed. Endured numerous hospitalizations, endured having numerous procedures, had a heart transplant seven months ago, now still taking 15 medications a day. Despite all of my numerous physical limitations, I managed to graduate from both high school and college. Managed to be very self-sufficient and independent. Managed to have a very successful spoken word career in a thriving, in a thriving ministry, with, with, which provides thousands of encouragement. Managed to have a very successful spoken word career in, in a thriving ministry, which provides encouragement and in Racing to thousands of people, managed to serve as an usher and deacon at my church, managed to win numerous awards, including four National Spoken Word Awards for the coming year, and uh, managed to have steady relationships time and time again, plus accomplishments, including hosting my debut open mic. And that's that, that's that poem, and poem. <laughs> that was amazing, sweetheart. Great job. Thank you, Nala. 
so much that you've been through, so much you've endured, so much you've pushed through. The example you are is just phenomenal. Yeah. I just tell the people who I am, and they, 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 they me tell them, let me tell them about my new open mindset that I'm going to start next month. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoy what you heard, I can be found on Facebook on the Omar Brother Old Gathering. And I'm excited to announce that I have been chosen to host my own open mic set. I've been blessed to host my own open mic. It's called Passing Torch Open Mic, hosted by yours truly, live at Venue 99 on 34, 49th Street in Hammond, Indiana. I'm five minutes away from there. Okay, That's exciting. Huh? That's exciting. I'm excited for you. Seven the show starts at 30. Tickets are available at Eventbrite, $15. However, don't get your ticket at Eventbrite. You can pay at the door $15 with cash and cash out. And if you need no more information, you can contact me on Facebook uh, on Omar Brother Gathering. It's a message me. And the dates for August, August 5th, 19th, dates for September the 9th and 23rd. And this is a is a manifestation of 13 years of hard work, dedication, consistency, and uh, and 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 just and just time is all I have, ladies and gentlemen. And I'll be back, and I will be back. We'll be back in a couple of weeks and I'm going performing on the open another set next Thursday. So thank you for supporting me. We appreciate you so much. And make sure when those dates get close that you um, post them up, post the event links and stuff like that on my page. Right. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. All right, sweetheart, we will talk to you next week. Perform at a live event next uh, next Thursday. I'll be back in two weeks. Okay, all right, fine. What? No, wait, no, you have to you have to change the date. Tell them to change everything because you cannot miss a Thursday. We will cry. No, you can miss a Thursday. I might still cry, but it'll be okay. Knock them dead. Have fun. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, brother. Oh, great job tonight, honey. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Bye-bye. Take care. All right. You too. Next caller, area code 519. Oh, this is Bob. 519, you're on the air. Bob, are you with me? 519? Are you muted? Bob Tob. Five one nine. I cannot hear you. Check and make sure your phone's not muted for me, if you would. Like I hear nothing, so I it's, I don't even think it's like you're away from the phone. If you can hear me and I can't hear you and you're not muted, can you please hang up and dial right back can in? Can you hear me now? And I will. Oh, scared the holy hejibers out of me. Yes, I can hear you now. It was on mute. I didn't realize I touched the button. 
<laughs> I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. I am Nyla's doing awesome. How's Bob? Oh, he's just on average, I guess, at his age. Who knows? <laughs> I you, think I, he's you pretty know what amazing. You forgot to do. What? Can I tell you? He forgot to go look at your messenger like you told me to do last week. Oh. 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 Excuses, excuses. Oh. That's all I can say. I, I suck. I never said I didn't suck. I Let just looked at it now and I thought, oh, she hasn't been yet. Anyway, not to worry. I see own in the valley. I see an unlocked door. Oh, you've sent me lots of things to read. I love you. Thank you. You're very welcome. I sent you three. Now, I've got, what do you want, shorts or longs or one long, one short? Um, what are my choices? You have one long, one short, or two shorts and one long, <laughs> or whatever you want. I don't know. I'm so confused. Do the do uh, the. There's a long one. There's two short ones, or there's one short and one long, whichever you choose. Do a short and a long. Do a short and a long. Okay, we'll yeah. do this one first. This one's. I think I did this one for you, but I can't remember. A woman scorned. I do, I do not remember the title. No. Okay. Good. Uh, have you heard about a woman scorned? If not, ahead of time, be warned. Try to be careful what you say, and be sure to stay out of her way. She'll scratch and claw and shout to get all her frustrations out. She'll tell you, and she'll tell you if you're still about. Letting you know all men make her mad. That will make you feel so sad. Knowing that she's so sad and forlorn and wishing that she'd not been born. But when a new day starts tomorrow, she'll have forgotten all her sorrow. It was all a ploy to get sympathy from silly men like you and me. And I got at the bottom here, ladies, no offense, no offense intended. <laughs> the end of that one And let's go get you the other one then uh, You said the wrong one the, the other one Okay Hang on tidy here Here we go Now this one's a little bit longer Yes it is Okay this is called growing up I have a little tale to tell So come and sit with me a spell This tale like tale I tell you with tongue-in-cheek about a little boy who did notoriety seek. He ran away when he was small, much to the chagrin of one and all. He felt so lonely without one friend, though by running away a message thought by running away a message he'd send. He did not like to go to school and didn't understand why life was so cruel. He packed his bag and quietly sneaked away, hoping to start a new life one day. He traveled here and traveled there. Where he was going, he didn't really care. The years went by, and enough he grew, till he was full grown up like me and you. Now that he's reached maturity, his eyes were open and he could see. That running away was not so smart. 
it brought pain and anguish from the start. So he settled down and took a wife and was happy for the rest of his life. This tale I told you of that little lad, I'm sure you agree, was a little sad. I wrote that in 2015. (laughs) Did you like that one? I did like that one very much. That was very well written. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the thought. Oh, by the way, before I forget, and I, I didn't do it at the beginning, I'm, my name is Bob Tubb, and you'll find me on Facebook under Bob Tubb. So that's like we got. You know, you can look for me there. Just to let everybody know. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I sent you very good ones on, on for your what you wanted for your 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 contest, but I, I thought I'd send those on to you anyway. So I hope one I of them might work. And, I, I will definitely get those posted for you. Yeah, good. I'm glad. You know, I was just, I wasn't sure whether that was quite what you wanted, but that's the way I write, and that that was all I could send you. Unfortunately, <laughs> I do write other things too. I haven't had a chance too, to but, read them yet, but I know I'm going to love them. Oh, I think you might. They're they're fairly good. Uh, you know me. I I have a funny way of writing. If you remember. But sometimes I can I rhyme it. Sometimes I don't. I just go along the way. There was also on that one that you saw down in the valley. Uh, that one, mm-hmm. the there's a music teacher who's right next to my apartment here. Or my wife goes to see her every day because she helps her out. Uh, she did put some music to it, but I've never seen the music yet. <laughs> so I'm still waiting for her to give it to me. Well, she said, I put music to that one. So one of these days I'll get it, I guess. Anyway, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go so you can get to your other people. I don't want to hold you up. And I will talk with you again next week. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Great job tonight. And you have a good evening. Okay? You too. You too. Bye-bye, dear. I will. Thank you. Bye, sweetheart. Tell Joy hello from us. I will do. Okay. (laughs) All righty. So our next caller comes from... No, that doesn't... Hang on. Okay. Hang on. Issue with the board, not behaving all of a sudden out of the blue. This is me stalling. I'm singing a song for you because I don't know what to do when the board acts like crazy doo-doo. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 419. Rebel Don't Jones. stop on my account. Don't stop on my account. I was enjoying the little, the little jingle there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when I was little, my sisters and I used to sing into our hairbrush and pretend like we had a band. And my dad called <laughs> us the three toilet seats because we sang like shit. I have never been able to carry a tune. I'm a second alto with maybe a three-key range, and that's it. 
I can do Rod Stewart, maybe a very melancholy share song. Not that I sing like them, but you know, range-wise, that low. Yeah, I I, I don't sing well. But I have fun. I sang all the time, and my kids do too. We always sing, make up our own songs, run around singing all the time. It's crazy. I love it when I hear my kids sing. My six-year-old has, like, this wonderful little voice, and he makes up some cool little songs. <laughs> but it's, he, he, you know, he goes to bed every night listening to me on CD, and then he goes through the whole next Aww. day just making songs. He said he wants to make poems like Daddy when he grows up. Oh, how old is he? <laughs> six. I want you to sit down and start teaching him haiku poems. It's going to be good yeah, for him because he has, he has to count. Then I, I will teach you, but it would be really, really good. I could never teach. My wife keeps telling me that I need to start like a little course or class online teaching people how to write. I don't know how to write. I just sit down and I do what I do. I don't have a process. I don't go by any steps. I don't follow any rules. I couldn't tell you I what a sonnet and do what I do, I do. or a regular phone. I don't know what none of that shit even means. Okay, probably three-quarters of the sentences in that thing that you just said to me are the right <laughs> syllable count for a haiku poem. It is so, haikus are so freaking easy. So I just sit and do... I sit and do what I do. That's seven syllables. That's one of the lines in your poem. That's pretty crazy. I don't write haiku. I sit and do what I do. And that's all I do. That's a haiku poem. And you know what's funny? My son, my, my teenage son, he's 15. He got put into the um, National Library, published in the National Library of Poetry or whatever, um, we're writing a haiku about monkeys and bananas, and he doesn't even like writing. He hates it. And I was like, bruh, you got, like, published before I did. <laughs> That's nuts. You have to have him. Uh, I know. Come on, well, the, he, come on and read it. Come on and read really the poem. He's a good writer, but he hates it. He hates writing. He is a very good writer, though. Why does he hate it? He just hates doing How old it. Is he, he hates writing. 15. How old is he? Is he on Facebook? He doesn't. We don't allow him to do social media. Oh, God, I love you so much. Hey, right now. I can't thinks, even stand it. He thinks Facebook is for old, like, lame people anyway. He was like, that stuff's not for kids. <laughs> <laughs> I am so, I, am, I, I love him already so much. I can't even tell you. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, but have him call into the show with you one night and read it. Yeah, right. If I could get that dude out of his room and talking to me, that would be a blessing. Let alone sitting in the car doing poetry with me. <laughs> He's a teenager, Nyla. Teenagers hate talking to their parents and doing things with their parents. Tell him Nyla said. He doesn't give a damn. If he don't care that daddy said... Or Mama said, he damn sure ain't going to care that Nyla said. <laughs> Tell him I have great boobs. Oh, wow. Here we go. Yeah. 
yep. trying to get me in trouble. Yep. Hey, son, I don't care, man. I'll do what I can do to get someone me, to write. Son, this lady has great boobs. You need to come check her out. <laughs> you need to come read, come read her a poem is what he needs to do. <laughs> well, I, since I came up with the dang um, poetry prompt, of course I've been trying to write to it. Um, I took me two weeks to write Faceless and Screaming. This is by far the longest that it's ever taken me to write a single poem. So here it is, Faceless and Screaming. Within a world unseen, faceless and screaming, Trapped in a nightmare, but wakeful, not dreaming. Cloaked in the shadow, a figure's despair. Tears fall like ashes through the thin, chilling air. No shape to my sorrow, no frame to my fear. Just hollow echoes, only I can hear. A mirror reflects nothing, no eyes meet my own. In this crowded silence, I am terribly alone. This canvas of only echoes of lost yesterdays, whispers of past laughter, the echoes of a song. They haunted the halls of my mind where they don't belong, can't pierce through this dense fog, this shrewd of dismay, where dawn is lost, where colors decay to the universe pleading, yet nothing it yields. My battlefield lies within, no shields, no fields. Heartbeats echo like hollow drums to rhythms of sorrow and desperate hums, a symphony of chaos in the concert of the mind, searching for my harmony that I just cannot seem to find. Screaming in silence, no voice to be found, thoughts in a tempest round and round in a prison of my mind. Chains echoes their rattle as spectral figures war in unending battle. Beneath the facade of a joyous jest, don't look past your smile. Lies the ruins of a soul yearning for rest in the depths of despair. Hope's dwindling flame yearns for salvation in a world without a name. Faceless and screaming, no contours to trace. Invisible anguish in an infinite space. In the labyrinth of the mind, I fumble, and I'm falling, and I'm waiting the day to conquer it all. In the heart of the storm where the shadows convene, I'll learn to fight light in the places unseen. For even the faceless and those lost in a stream can rise from this abyss and once again dream. It's for everybody that suffers from mental illness and can't seem to be heard. That's peace. That was absolutely incredible to listen to. Thank you. You're welcome, sir. <laughs> Sounds so that nice. somehow became Thank a very you. like personal piece to me, so it's kind of weird because I, I suffer myself with like depression and PTSD and and, and just some other crazy shit, and um that just after writing it and reading it to myself, it resonated very deeply with Phenomenal me. job with it. Thank you. I have another piece. So I'm in school right now. I'm in college right now. And the course I'm in right now is um, American history. And I picked out a, uh, I picked out a word that I'd never heard before. And I wanted to do something with it once I found out what it meant. 
And the word is mestizo. You know what that means, Nyla? No, I do not. At least I don't so think I do. Back in the 1800s, um, when they were slaughtering Indians and stuff, or natives, um, there were people that were uh, Mexican breeding with natives, obviously. So the, the breeds that they would breed, the, the children they would breed, would be half-breeds, so they would be called mestizo. They would be half-Mexican and half-native, half-Indian. Um, so okay. they called them mestizos. I wrote a poem called Mestizo Meek. In a land where cultures intertwine, heritage and blood align, a soul emerges unique, bearing the name of Mestizo Meek. From the veins of diverse lands, a vibrant blend of destiny's hands with hills of history, rich and deep, Mestizo's spirit begins to speak. In the hearts, a fusion of roots, a tapestry woven in diverse pursuits. Indigenous whispers, conquers, cries, mestizo, the essence that never dies. The Aztec sun and Spanish breeze, Mayan ruins and colonial decrees. The dance of mestizo in every stride, a testament to unity side by side. The language echoes in a harmonious tune. Expressions blend like stars and moons. Spanish syllables in native verse, mestizo poetry, a whole new universe. In the music's rhythm, beats intertwined, guitars and, maca- and maracas, melodies combined, a symphony of heritage, soul and flair, mestizo melodies spill throughout the air. In the, cuisine, in the cuisine of a fusion of divine, spices intermingle, flavors align, corn and cocoa with saffron and lime, mestizo taste the feast sublime mestizo is a bridge between two worlds world histories embracing differences forging unity and a vibrant tapestry of identity an architecture embrace styles combined ancient and modern together align mestizo structures a blend so profound symbolizing unity and strength unbound so let us celebrate this wondrous blend, mestizo essence, a message to send, and in diversity, embrace we stand tall, a masterpiece of humanity, for one and for all. Peace. Peace. <laughs> that was incredible. Thank you. You are very welcome. Dang, that was powerful, dear. I've been learning a lot in this class. Like, there's a lot of history that that I'm learning now that was never taught to me in school before when I was younger. Or maybe I just didn't pay attention to right? this. No, but there's I'm, a lot of I'm stuff doing, that I'm wasn't doing taught to us. Now, I just got I just got word today that I uh, made the national dean's list. I know. I know. I saw that. That was amazing. That is like the most exciting news to me. I was the worst student in history all my life. <laughs> I was uh, never the brainchild, never the brainchild, but I'm the only kid of my mother's um, three sons that um, made it to the dean's list. So the black sheep made it. Well, I am very proud of you. That is absolutely something to be very proud of. I am. I'm ecstatic. Anyways, I'm Rebel Jones. You can find me once in a while on Facebook 
as Rebel Jones. Um, find me damn here every Thursday. I'm here with Nyla to speak easy. And sometimes I'll be hanging out on Clubhouse looking for poetry rooms to speak in. And, yeah, that's it. You can check my um, older work out on YouTube, Poetry by Rebel P. Jones, Madman Productions. And you can find me and Clarence Ferguson Jr., C-34 Music, on SoundCloud and MixCloud. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Great job. Thank you so much for being here. It was amazing. Hey, Nyla, thank you for having an awesome platform for people like us. Oh, God, I knew I shouldn't have said I had great boobs. I'm getting emails already. Yeah, back chat, back I chat. I am. <laughs> Nyla, yo, dumb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the pics you'll probably throw away. <laughs> oh God. Okay. All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week. Yes, ma'am. God willing. All right, sweetheart. Dude, even we'll if he ain't, I'm a rebel. Then. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Okay. Okay. All right. Next caller, area code five seven three. On sin. Five seven three, you're on the air. Five seven three, are you muted? Sin. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm muted. It's probably better yeah, to yeah, yeah, a disclaimer yeah. and not I'm not gonna replace my disclaimer. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Hi, sweetheart. How are you? Uh I'm I'm good. I got a job. Start next week. I want to see Snoop Dogg on Sunday with the kids. And uh, too short. Oh, that's so, cool. Good. Yeah. I saw I saw Afro Man um, last weekend. He was here in my in my town um, at the Kansas Festival. That was pretty interesting. I got high and went and got uh, VIP tickets and spent the day down there. So I have a question for you. Yeah, sorry, there's probably noise was putting my ear back in. All right, go ahead. You, you posted a picture of your snacks before your date with Nyla. <laughs> I see waffle, yeah. waffle. I see, I see, I see baked beans, which looks like ham. Uh, sausage chips. And is is that is that waffles? That those are Belgian waffles. But it's butter and um, sweetened condensed milk, and syrup, and cream cheese. Yeah. So you're eating waffles with all that yummy stuff with pork yeah, and beans. Yeah, well, I'm stoned. <laughs> I was going to say, either that or you're pregnant, one or the other. And then I was going to make you take a paternity test because I don't think it's mine. But, you know, it is daytime, so maybe. 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 Yeah, so funny. Back so back funny. Up. I mean, I'm looking so, at those two pictures. Like, what doesn't belong with the other? <laughs> and you notice I've got like three or four drinks there, and there's a bag of Cheetos and there's a tray uh, of weed. So, yeah. so <laughs> definitely, definitely munchy food for sure. And it's like, it's like Waldo, you know. 
I want the waffles, though. I'm not gonna lie. I want the waffles. <laughs> I'm telling you, you gotta, you gotta do, you gotta do the sweet, the milk, the butter, and and the syrup. I just did a little extra because it's not a lot of butter, so I threw in the uh, cream cheese. But, yeah, you know, I was a chef. Mm-hmm. I'm going back because I got a job. I'm going back to cooking, so. Give me busy until I can. Give me busy until I can start my farm. All right. So I got two pieces for you, brand new pieces. I'm writing probably okay. two, two two poems a week. Um, my buddy Dr. Russell Houston had a little workshop going on, and um, and I'm just me at three o'clock in the morning, drunk. I started part one of it. This. Is um, now, now this is the, 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 the combination between the two. I was supposed to write one with beats and one without beats. What I did is this one was written with music with the lyrics. The next one was not. This is won't regret. Such a less tragic feeling of my burn. I'm still remiss. I'm lonesome, rippled, adjacent to frivolous meanderings of urges. They lack weight and good position, one would suckle. I'm laughing here in the absence of your chaos. What's the affliction? Such oozing from the indifference of cost, your words failed to pay. I'm short vision, lacking change in the assumption I knew, friend or foe, dropped in variations of static movement. Where did we go? Lost drooling, stupid apparitions of your callous content, snag up bears. Previously here, 3 a.m., here again, I'm lonely, you're gone. I'm already scared of the wicked vibrations that one set of letters, an empire. Thoughts to lose fractional variations of lofty breaths, stagnant, come back. There's vast volumes of us and what I can't get over. I'm shaking in my mind. The biotimers from hate left me. All but gone. Won't return, though. No posted zoom. I stagger in redundant circles off in amongst grooves. You left, unabated. Yet fiercely deprived to value only mine. Why? I Stop verbalizing my woe and disturbing in the vile transgression spewed by your, you, something, everything, you fucked! The moon and beyond is Costco Moon. I don't live in a show of your abandon. The kids starve no more for death. Love waited. It's root of volatility. When we grow aside, reckless, and beyond adversity, fuck you! The union of addictive wilds is disastrous cancer. Where did you go? Posh intricacies won't realize the answers. My superseded fleeting thoughts gleam. Man of thought went frightfully into dank corridors, but you went almost destroying the prey of my decency. Here, I will shit geysers of rebuttalment as I rebuild the gray scale of artistry. Slain under the ulcer upset, you read one in quandary to provisions that seals fruition of life. You cut fucking wife. I cried. But in gracious, lighted ambition of what was never 
strife. It's aggravated under cumulative currents. The hurricanes collide. I'm better without. They came once you get this. Love under lust nut is a tip to frivolous clips. Fuck it. I'm better to be a use of what I won't regret. The locker room. Did you say unpalm love? No, I said the locker room breathing. It's in the first one. It's in round one. <laughs> oh, that was intense. That was an intense read for sure. I get working on my breathing so that it can become better. Um, when I realized that I had to control my emotions sometimes when they get to the end of a poem, you know. First, I have to stop hitting the bad right before I do a poem. That would help. And then, two, control my breathing so I can breathe. But <laughs> Anyway, all right, so um, the next day, now sober, I, I, you know, as I said, that was written in like five or six minutes, drunk off my ass, and I remember half of it. Uh, I remember the music, though. So the next day, I remember, you know, let's just do it without these. Fuck that. I don't, I don't, let's do it without the lyrics, because they never write with the lyrics. So I had to find the songs, that had to carry up versions, because there was no, because um, there was an instrumental, <laughs> and that was fucking weird. And then that kind of like played off in this a little bit. This is called Not Remissed. Oh, crap. Will you do me a favor? Yeah. I have chaos Mine's going off. on in the background, right? Yeah. I'm um, going to mute my mic, and I'm just going to let you read till I get back. Let me take care of whatever is going on out here. Okay? Uh, uh, All right. Hang on just a second. Let me see if I can get my line muted for a second. Oh, stop. Would you stop? Okay. Here we go. No, All right. I'll be right. I don't stop. This poem is not remiss. There's legions of remorse, the burn as it festers to heal, staring at the shadows of past inflictions to clear canvas. This driven stroke of genius fractured, speaking subliminal infamy. The stairs are company. I always balked at the sense of fear of interaction. Like an impending catastrophe loosed in the revel of revelry. How? The cumbered persuasion is jealousy guarded, a dense greed so tragic. It must have been the anchor resolve upon padded scenes of lost dreams and soliloquy of sovereignty is supple aggression from twisted lips. Frothing mad. So damn pushed past neglect. I can't entirely the notion. A teetering tower of indiscretion crashed in your flagrant obscenity. A detrimental vibrations opened the gate, peaceful paradigms swallowed whole. The guise of a dirty you submitted under sagging eyes of the dire. Treason is you. Fingering tacky illustrations you plucked. An edited taxation of poker, your humility was remiss to no civility. Cavil condensation, coded country's calamity, clearly compounded tonality of the ocean. Much like obliterating glass mausoleums, you're strewn 
and variations that I have to let go. Because fuck it, you're gone. Waiting in justice was a labored breath you drew. Dawn's mist, swirling chaotic seductions on the edge of reason is a soluble bliss. As euphoria can overstate more than the known, I didn't need it. Nor did I desire. All that's now gone is in the current tectonic translations where the fall is broke, stagnant, and Bambi's pissed, missing the point, dear, they're gone. How is it your, your cruelty remains so much of me as you? There we see time stand true. Love is gone. Fuck you! Walking out of tragic meanderings into a land of pastel sensations, back into good and my vibration as I'm rhythmically in tune. Then smoked out mother's loves and generous muscle. you loving it. Release from binds and took away the good. Driving the buckery of sin. Fucking fuckery. Because my father's was a douche. I'm not so fucked the both of you. Why? Who cares? I'm out of there. However, to serve it values and self-care. My being washed clean, my eyes clean. He I was meant to be standing next to dead memories. Petrol in the match. Hard boxes. Never missed. The bathroom breathing. And peace. You know, I would have a lot more to say if I'd have heard the whole thing. But what I heard was awesome. Great job on that, sweetheart. Thank you, Sin. Thank you for uh, reading through that so I could go take care of that dog that just was being Love so you. rude. I know. The dog crosses the street. I'm constantly yelling at him. Shut the fuck up before I kill you. You my father's was a douche. Fuck you do. <laughs> you like that line? <laughs> so then you walk down the I am Citizen Spittle. I, I, I am the storm coming. I am that change. You know, change is unsettling. I'm a devil. Google that shit. I'm everywhere. Love you, Nana. <laughs> Love you too, sweetie. We'll talk to you soon, honey. Thank you. So I'm going to kind of give the lineup so you have an idea where you are. We have 860 is next, followed by 346-585-815-216-506-503. We also have area code 501 and, okay, and 612. 612, you are not in the lineup. So 612, if you want to come on the air, press 1. If you're hanging out just listening, glad you're here. If you change your mind, 612, press 1 at any time, and that will... Alert me to the fact that I can, there we go, I got y'all. All right, we've got an hour left in the show. I've got quite a few callers to get on. So um, I'm going to let you keep reading two. I'm not going to cut you back. You can read two, you know, two sh- shorter poems or one long poem. I'm going to keep my comments to the minimum. You guys keep me in line. If I start yapping, tell me, shush, Nyla, you got callers. And we'll get through you guys and make sure we get you all on the air. So let's go ahead and grab 860. 860, are you with me? Yes. Jessica? Hi, honey. Yes. Hi. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't come in last week. I was so tired. And and, he, and, and Jimmy's like, I was there. I'm like, oh, I, just, I was just beat. So sorry. Um, 
No, I you're allowed. Have- you're allowed to have days off. I don't keep. I don't keep like. I don't. I don't do what is attendance at the beginning of the class. <laughs> oh, I need to know. Did you really go chumming for coyotes? Because I had someone with me. I had oh, okay. a, a friend. A friend found out. I were, found out more when we were going and all that, and she decided she wanted to join for part of the trip, and so I did not chum for coyotes this trip. I'm probably going to do that when I go to Idaho. Okay. Well, I was, I've been having trouble writing the past few weeks, and I did end up writing one about how, like, basically writing one about writer's block because someone else did that, and I was like, you know, that's a good idea because, you know, it's still writing. I'm not going to read that one unless you want to hear but this. I just, it's two short ones, um, like you just requested, I planned anyway, um, this one is um, was requested to be read by, um, hopefully he's still listening, he's a Facebook friend named Michael Emerald, and he wants me to read this. So I don't have a title, but, okay. I don't know if this musing will turn into a poem, yet what are poems but my innermost thoughts? Fears, fears, joy, love, despair, desire, frustration. My life in verse and poem. Wow, that was short. Wait a minute, I didn't, yeah, even, get, I didn't even get like my seat in an upright position or extinguish all flammable <laughs> objects yet. <laughs> what is, I wasn't ready. <laughs> it, it was, was it still good even though it was short? It was. It, it, was it was. You just have to prepare me next time. Okay. The other one's a good trip, but I'll, I'll you can look on Facebook later. But this one's the one I'm, I found in my one of my old journals. It's about like COVID times. So, okay, it's called Masquerade. I am melting to step aside until my till until I am among a pool on the ground beneath your feet. No, you couldn't have helped me. No one can stop the aching, the bleeding of each stitch in my heart that burst one by one crying there's no good anymore I'm the only one that hears the pain I just keep to myself a smile just hides my tears a masquerade and poem that was incredible thank you yeah I, I wanted to write that like for thinner I am um, at least I had time to kind of settle, <laughs> settle in for that one. Oh, glad you liked it. I'll let other people read. I just didn't know I was in cute, was in cute. So thank you so much for saying that. Because I was like waiting for my, you know, waiting for my area code. And then like, I knew I'd call late because I called at eight or so. So I was like, I'm not going to be first. But like, yeah, I didn't know. So I'm glad you did that. So thank you, and uh, I'm on Facebook as Jessica Brooke with an E Poetry, um, Jessica Brooke plus the yes, Poetry on YouTube. Um, basically, you can find me also my book, so Jessica Brooke on Amazon.com. All right. Um, love you, Nyla. I love that I was able to make it here, and I really, really enjoyed hearing everyone. And, uh, yeah, good show so far. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. Great job tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you Thanks. for calling in. No problem. Thanks. Always a delight, sweetheart.
Awesome. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 346, which is Miss Emmy. Miss Emmy, you are on the air. Good evening, Nyla. <laughs> Hi, sweetheart. How are you doing? Thank you for asking. <laughs> you are quite welcome. What did you bring us tonight? Did you notice that last inbox post? Do not say anything. Just read it. Um, I'm going to do a piece called Cosmic. When the planets align, a miracle they will produce. Two souls intertwine through space and time. Spirit to spirit, soul to soul, this is a yin and yang of a totally phenomenal class. The energy between the two feels like lightning bolts coursing through their veins. Two hearts beating as one, in sync, and something like a bass drum. A king beyond compare, a rare, unique breed. His strength and intellect overpowers all obstacles. His voice sends joy overwhelming, melodic and profound. A queen, regal and strong, having his back through thick and thin. She strengthens him with honor and grace. Her voice, soft and sensitive, warm and inviting. If weakness comes, the other intensifies, bringing fortification and solidarity's valleys, lows, means nothing because they keep it heavenly. The power that they exude, no foe can destroy. A match made upon the universal light. Mars to Venus, stars upon the celestial plane. Peace and harmony reign supreme when their passion ignites a supernova explodes creating a cosmic expansion erotic fires burning deep into the night as bodies enveloping into one another warm rivers flowing into the ubiquitous ushers in the new era beyond the physical, a phenomenon of the sight of love everlasting. I await him entering into my life to bring this from the imaginary into reality. And peace. That was phenomenal. And then the second piece is called Battle One. You made me fall in love with every gesture, every facial expression, every infraction in the tones of your voice. Just your state of being sweeps me up my feet. I'm the coastline and you are the ocean wave, breaking me down with each new wave of yourself. The power of the tide moves mountains. From the roots of your head to the tips of your toes, all that's in between, I'm in love with, to be sure. 
Every nuance of your essence is special and wondrous to me. You are everything that a human male is. Strength is. Truth is. Godliness is. Poeticness is. The balance to my scales. I submit to you, for you are the king. I've searched for all my life, the male to my female. We are connected like the Alpha and Omega. You are my strength and my weakness. I've never known another as wondrous as you. I ponder on the fabulous nature of the God in you. Is there any negatives? Hmm. If there are any, I can't see them. Come and take me away, paradise home. Make sweet love to me all the rest of our days, morning, noon, and night. I can't breathe at just the thought of your touch. Imagining that first night, your love surrounding me, engulfing me in desire, taking me into the heavenly realms with your love, swimming in oceans of passion. You have captured my heart without one battle fought. I bow to you, my king. I'm yours now and forever. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, Angel Queen, and Peace. Very beautiful, sweetheart. Both of those great reads. Thank you. You are very, very welcome. Tell everyone how they can find you, sweetheart. Good girl. You can find me on Facebook under E-M-I-L-I-A-T-D-A-V-I-S or Poetical Angel Queen or Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, Facebook, and every other social media site you can locate me. Or you can find me right here on Thursday nights with Nyla. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. We will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for making time to be here tonight. No problem. All right, honey. Thank you. Look at me being all good and not going off on tangents. 585. Hey, Nyla. Yes. And can you hear me? Okay. Hey, listen, I am I can, just Mr. pulling Curry. in. <laughs> well, I'm glad to be here, but guess what? I'm just pulling in, and if you have somebody else, can you let somebody else go, and I'll be next? I can most definitely do that for you. Okay, so I'll I'm, I'm right. be, I'll be ready to be next, okay? <laughs> okay, I'll come get you in a second. Let's go ahead and bring on Miss Gina Storm. Miss Gina, are you with me? Are you muted? Everybody's muting themselves today. Gina, 815. I think 815 is Gina. Okay, I took myself off mute. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. <laughs> oh, my God. How are you, I sweetheart? Like, 
Hey, I was trying to get back to the screen. You know how that works. When you are already in queue and you raised your hand, but you're muted because you're just listening until you hear your name. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was me. And, there, and there's oh, always yeah. a delay because there's like a 10-second delay between when I say it and when you guys hear me. So like, that's why I usually have to start singing to you guys. <laughs> I appreciate you. I appreciate you. That's a very nice thing to say. Oh, yeah. Glad you're here. I look forward. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Okay. I so was, I was what are you going to share with us tonight? Um, I'm going to do a freestyle. Um, I was going to read something, but I hadn't pulled anything up because I didn't expect you to get to me so soon because I knew I had counted the poets, and I knew I had one between me and um and Amelia. So here we are. Um let's see, what am I gonna do? I actually need to come out of Facebook because I'll be distracted by it. Um uh I'm just gonna simply do a piece about where I am right now and what's going on with me. And I'm gonna title it summertime. Summertime is usually a time that I spend in the house. People think that only people hibernate in winter, but even though I was born in December, I hate the cold, the snow, the wind chill factor, the ice, and being stuck in my home. And in the summer, I feel that same way because unlike most people, I can't bask in the sun's rays. I have to be inside, and if I'm out, I need to be covered up. Sometimes I carry an umbrella. Other times I'm just covered from head to toe in sunscreen. If my arms, my legs, my face, my neck, or any parts of my skin are showing, I feel like I have a disability that makes me sunsick, but that's the reality. What actually happens is I get so drained by the sun that immediately I have to go back inside and I run. I run. I walk really fast so that I can get inside and my skin will be able to last because otherwise I will be burned and my skin will peel. And sometimes I get really ill. I'm talking about I need to lie down, not just hydrate, but I'm so drained by the sun's rays that I have to stay in for the rest of the day. Go out when the sun is partially hidden between the clouds. Also go out on days when the weather is not so great. Those would be the days when it's sprinkling. Sometimes there's pouring rain. And I feel like this is the time when I need to celebrate. So I go outside and I dance. So in the summertime, especially here in the Midwest, we often get tornadoes. We had several thunderstorms in the last few days where the lights blinked and we got tornado warnings, but no sirens went off. So we weren't in our house wondering if we needed to get to the safe space where there were no windows like in the bedroom or a bathroom, in the closet, or in the tub or the shower with the door closed. And it's crazy when you have to feel this way because most people love the summer. They go to the beach and they go on vacation and they have so much fun. And I can do so, but limitedly. And I was listening earlier when Rebel B. Jones was on and he was talking about his PTSD. I get that from fireworks loud noises and the smell of gun smoke. That's what happens when fireworks go off. So the 4th of July for me is not something that I celebrate. 
It's something that I actually hate. I don't mind eating and being around with my family, having the barbecue and all of the things that we do together as a family. It's just that loud noise and those sparkling lights that are flashing. They upset me immediately. I don't know why. I guess it's just part of my PTSD. Crazy thing about summer for me is the days are longer. See, when the sun comes up, it takes so long to set. So the days are so long that even if I get my days turned upside down because I can't sleep at night, like I did last night, I didn't go to bed until 5.30-something this morning, and it was okay because I was up before 2, and there's plenty more day left. So I assure you, I made the best of the time that I had. I was outside for as much as I could, and I was not sad. I even went to the grocery store. did a little bit of shopping with my daughter. It wasn't intrusive because usually it's too peopley out there, and I feel like I um, I would send her with my list, and she would pick up what I need and bring it to me, and I didn't have to go into the stores, you see. And I've been doing that for most of the year. But now it's summertime, and I'm peeping it a little better. I like to wear sundresses, and I got a little bit of a tan for the first time, and I don't even know in how long, but it's whatever. I'm just glad that I'm here for another year to enjoy a season that most of y'all look forward to, and mostly I fear. Summertime, summertime. I love summertime, even though I don't feel like it loves me back. Regina Storm, thank you for indulging me. That's my piece. That was fantastic. I love it when you just roll them out like that. Thank you, Nyla. I love to be here. Like I said, I didn't have anything planned, so I was like, you know what? I got my back up. I just reached out. I just walked <laughs> down. <laughs> you got your back up. You just open your mouth, and it's there. It's my superpower. It is your superpower. Every now and then I just tap into it. But you know what I love? I wrote so many poems over the years that nobody's ever heard that I have this stockpile of poetry I can always share. So I save some and I use some and I do them here and there. But I always love to be able to fall back on freestyle. So I love being here. And the Speakeasy Cafe is amazing. I invited about 30 poets, so I don't know how many you have in queue, but everybody that I invited knows now that you're here on Thursday nights. They didn't make it in tonight, and hopefully next time. You can find me, Gina with an E, storm-like inclement weather, but I'm sunshine on a, on, a rain, on a rainy day. You can find Gina Storm anywhere that there's poetry. On Clubhouse this weekend, also at Epiphany, it's the Just Jay and Gina Joe. We always have amazing poets on, and nine times out of ten, we have someone that we're going to feature with an interview. We do so also in the living room on Clubhouse. We do round after round, speed round on Clubhouse on Saturday afternoon, 1 Central, 2 Eastern. That's the kitchen where we just dish up poetry. In the living room, we break down the poetry, and we also get to know the poet inside and out, front and back. Because a lot of times you think you know a poet and you really don't until they've been in the living room, sat on the couch. Monday morning we do the AM drive. That's at 7 AM Central, 8 AM Eastern. Join us to start your week off right with a little bit of poetry. Like I said, I'm everywhere that poetry can be found. I, like Brother O, was nominated for a National Poetry Award by POET, Overcomer of the Year. 
and the Small House of Poetry is podcast of the year. So if you haven't voted yet, please vote for myself and the Small House of Poetry. And I'll be here again next Thursday. Thank you, Nelda. I love you, sis. Love you too, baby girl. We'll talk to you again soon. Next week. Absolutely. Even. I look forward to it. <laughs> Bye, honey. Bye-bye. All right. Let's get Mama on the air. Oh, no, we have Doug Curry. Doug, Mama, you're after Doug. Doug, you don't have your hand up, but I'm going to unmute you. Are you ready, okay, Doug? Okay, I'm here. Yeah, I Okay. Am. Yeah. Okay. I lost my connection. I had to call back in, so I'm sorry. I forgot to, to raise my hand again. But I'm here. Nope, you're fine. Um, yeah. I, you know, it would have been all right if you brought me on after Mama, because so far so good. I'm hearing a lot of a lot of most favorite status poets poets on here tonight, and I don't mind uh, <laughs> sitting back and listening. But uh, I got a couple of little things. Um, it's a silly little poem that I wrote called Forty Grand Chew." It's semi-autobiographical, and it goes, 40 grand worth of implants, new teeth that won't chew, gums, uh, I'm sorry, I started again, 40 grand worth of implants, new teeth that won't chew gums, gum just sticks to new teeth. I got brand new teeth because I chewed bubble gum from the candy store, chewing gum from the newsstand. Dentine for adults, Sensen for gin breath, Juicy Fruit for freshness, Freedom to not stick to false teeth being fake, Big League Chews, Bubblicious, Bazooka, all co-partners with the American Dental Association to one day sell me and you 40 grand worth of implants. And <laughs> that you can't chew gum with. No, I mean, you know, if you've got any kind of prosthetics, and and you must not have any to not know, but if you got any kind of prosthetics, chewing gum will stick to it. Almost any kind of gum will stick to it. That's why they came up with Predent uh, as a chewing gum that supposedly didn't, and it mostly didn't. <laughs> yeah, you can get a new uh-huh. mouthful. But you don't have to worry about <laughs> too many real dis- uh, to the dentist after that. <laughs> <laughs> right? No more teeth aches, no nothing. But, man, no, I know. I step, when I chew gum, teeth. I blow bubble. I blow backward bubbles. So you know how a lot of people, when they chew gum, they blow bubbles all the time? Yeah. I blow bubbles so, inside my mouth, and it snaps, makes the gum snap. So I don't chew it because it's a very annoying habit. So I quit yeah. because it annoyed even me. Yeah. Believe it or not, it wasn't I very, know what you mean. You, you, you think you're being weird, but believe it or not, I think I know what you mean. <laughs> you know how most people, when they whistle, they go, and they blow out? Yeah. Uh-huh. I can't whistle like that. I blow in when I whistle. When I blow bubbles, oh. I can't blow bubbles by blowing out. I blow in. So you just got this any thing working, huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm an any. <laughs> I'm going to leave it all right there. Okay. <laughs> Do you have a second one you're going to read for us, baby? Yeah, yeah. so here's something I, I don't ever do. Um, I'm, I'm not crazy about it when people do it, but everybody to each his own when people come on and say, oh, I just wrote this 10 minutes ago. Okay, well, that's nice. The reason why I'm not crazy about it because if you leave that, that piece that you wrote 10 minutes ago and you leave it alone in the coming week, you'll make at least five changes to it. 
And uh-huh. um, so that's the way I prefer to, to to do my own stuff, but to each his own. Some people, uh, like uh, Gina right there, you know, some people just spit, you know, and anything they do to it kind of corrupts it. So, you know, some people give it to you raw, give it to you the right way the first time, and anything after that is, is not is not what they really truly meant. So um, to each his own. But I don't do that. But today <laughs> I have this thing that I is in progress. Um, I was on all poetry, and there was a poetry contest with a prompt. And I started writing the poem, but I forgot about it. And the next thing I knew, there was a notice saying that, you know, the, the, the contest was closed, but uh, they would still read the poem if I wanted. And the prompt that they had for this poem was called uh, No Room at the End. And we're going to write through this prompt. So through the course of this, you find yourself taking, you know, this could be biblical, you know, this could be spooky, you know, this could be a whole lot of stuff, this could be supernatural. So I don't know where it's going. I get so enthralled with description that I say, here's another description. Here's another description. Here's some people. Here's some things I can put together in here. And, and when you write something that starts taking on some length, it needs to have some plot or some direction. So this is not going, this is not, has not gone where it's going yet. No room at the end. No room at the end. No room at the end. But I could hear the noise. Yes, I could hear the din. Heartily, they laughed aloud, a joyous, rowdy party crowd. But when I opened the door with a creak, not a single soul inside would speak. In this gaudiest of good time places were sad-eyed, dour, unfriendly faces. I was not welcome to come on in. I saw a sign, no room at the end. But for the wind and rain that night, and but for the wind and rain that night, with head held high, my grip held tight. Into the darkness I would have fled, seeking instead, seeking a different meal and bed. For many miles I had yet to travel through fields of creeks, through fields and creeks, through mud and gravel. But the midnight sky, dark, wet, and dreary, much more than these folks, made me leery. So in spite of a gnawing, unsettling fear, I decided I would stay right here. All I needed was some meat and bread and a warm, dry place to lay my head. Between squashing beer and body dancing, they paid with cash for their romancing. Young whores, bold strumpets, even one old harlot, dressed in minks dyed dyed pink, delicate scarves, and a silky scarlet. The air was thick with the smoke of charboil, of tobacco, hashish, and opium oil. They ate and danced, indulged in their sick, and still told me there was no room in the inn. But something was afoot. Folks stirred about and formed a circle to cheer and shout. Jack Johnson was whooping General Lee's ass, and his Johnson was sucked by a pale southern lass. Elvis and Chuck Berry swung their guitars, beat Ed Sullivan's head till he saw stars. Edie, I mean, peed in George Wallace's face to teach him a few lessons about the race. In a peach tutu, Hitler flitted to and fro as Trump followed him around trying to call him bro. And that's as far as I got. <laughs> that's as far as I got. 
<laughs> that is so different from anything I've ever heard you write before. It was that was crazy. I love it. I absolutely love it. So I mean, it can go off in a fantasy into a hell. It can be, you know, I can put every historical figure in here that I feel like it. And what's fun is you, you know, it's got to rhyme because I started it off to rhyme. So you can go back. So and I clean thought of a name. Do you have a name for that yet? No, not yet. Or a title? I got no, the title for it. Give... Go ahead, tell me. I'm gonna write Don't it down. eat ice cream. Don't. Don't eat ice cream before bedtime. <laughs> Why? Because you'll pick up some shit like this, right? <laughs> because it may, yeah, you can't sleep and you're laying there in bed and that's when your brain just goes like down rabbit holes. <laughs> so, and, and most people know that. Never eat ice cream before <laughs> bedtime. Because you get that sugar high and you can't sleep and you just lay there and think shit and it just keeps building and growing and changing and morphing and that's exactly what reading that reminded me of was just this this kaleidoscope of shifting from one to the next it was amazing now i'm gonna have to give you a writer's credit because now now i can turn (laughs) this whole thing i can turn this whole thing into some stupid crazy shit i thought up because i because i ate ice cream before bedtime i can turn it into a poem before bedtime Okay, I'm putting your name on it. <laughs> <laughs> Things are bad when this is already got no. no I'm, uh, I'm I cannot wait. I cannot wait until it's done. Oh, it's going to be epic. It's going to be a couple pages long. You know, it's going to be a few pages long, which I usually know how to find the point and get to it. Um, but this time we're going to tell a little story, and we can put everybody in here if we want. Anything we want to. You know, any two unlikely people that should not meet each other, like Jack Johnson and General uh, uh, General Lee, the Confederate gentleman, we can put them together. Right. If we want to. Exactly. That's you can do anything you want. That's right. So that's that's uh, what I got for. My name is Douglas. That's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So I can be found on Facebook as Douglas Curry. And I can be found, my writings will be found on allpoetry.com as Manchild, M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-D 99. That's on allpoetry.com, which I recommend to everyone. I can be heard on the radio on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. The show is called Blacks and Blues. It can be heard over the Internet at wrur.org. Same show for a one-hour version from 10 o'clock. To 11 Central Time is heard on Saturday night at wdcb.org, and we invite everyone to come along and uh, hear the show or drop me a note on uh, All Poetry, say hello on Facebook, or just meet me here on Thursday night. Awesome. All right, sweetheart, great job. Thank you so much for being here and hanging out. Do you want me to just meet you so you can keep listening? Yeah, please do. Perfect. All right. We'll talk to you next week, honey. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go ahead and grab Mama up here. 216, you're on the air. Are you with me, Mama? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. That's all that matters because <laughs> I don't know this <laughs> smartphone is too smart for me. And so um, sometimes I don't know what I'm doing. But how are you? Did you get it? I'm doing good. Did you get a new phone? 
No, it's, it's a, um, well, it's a phone I've had for a year, but it's still a smartphone, and I never figured it out, even though I've had it for a year. So it's a the one that um, iPhone that they, I don't, I don't know, I like the Samsung better. But anyway, I'm going to do a poem called I'll Be Slamming, because that's what I'll be doing sometimes. I'll be slamming. Okay. I be slamming. Sometimes I'm tired, but I still be slamming. I'm retired, so I won't be retired. I don't give up. I just don't respond because queens never compete with pawns. Cause I be slamming. So take those livers you call lips that look like uncooked liver as you talk your lips quiver always an echo in my chamber I said that already but you repeat it like what I said was said to a dummy with a wooden head that's why I be slamming I'm already an all-star I slam dunk from afar. I slam dunk on these punks. I never serve the ball drunk. When I come on the court, the game will abort, because I be slamming. I be slamming because I scatter these critters that are pitifully bitter. They parrot and compete. They aim without reach. Instead of learning what I teach, they sweat my technique. I be slamming. I said they sweat my technique. My style can't be breached. Stop trying to undermine. What's mine is mine. You think I'm a has-been? Well, that may be true, but I never, never am going to retire, even though I'm tired. I have never been a wannabe or a never was that never was. But if I do retire, I'll give my seat to someone with love. But they must be worthy and not someone dirty with an itty-bitty brain with lips that look worn. Yes, this is a scorn. So come correct and stop trying to diss me with my own line. There are better ways to get attention and get put on someone's mind. Attention whores get little attention, yet they create dissension. So come correct. Cause I be slamming. I said, come correct and don't talk to me out the side of your neck. Anyway, I'll still give you enough respect. But stop competing with someone who's already paid the road and carried the load. Because I'll explode if you don't stop trying to lip sync my name. I said, you got on my uniform, but you're not in my game. But I'll be slamming. I absolutely love that. I absolutely love that. Especially, I mean, who's going to, slivers, lips that look like slivers of liver or something like that. It's like, oh, that's bad. That's bad. That's probably one of the best lines I've ever heard. Okay. I thought I'd make you laugh. So. That was that awesome was to hear. It reminds me of when I was back in the 80s, I was in Jamaica at a private beach party with Maxie P- uh, Priest playing. 
and uh-huh. I had this little white dress on, and I went out dance. I was drank rum punch until I was nuts. Uh-huh. I kept going out and dancing in the ocean. This big black guy, man, it's like just big, wearing white pants and like this white shirt thing. He kept coming out and picking me up with one arm under his arm like a sack uh-huh. of potatoes and carried me out of the ocean and kept telling me I was too drunk to dance in the oh, ocean. Yeah. I don't know how I got home or back to my, my resort that? that night. I only had one shoe on. I don't know where it went. <laughs> what year was that? I don't know. It was back in the 80s. Wow, so, I might have been there. I might yeah. have been there at the same time. I think <laughs> I had my. I think I took Kelly and Kai to Jamaica around that time. I was just trying to picture that you in the little white dress getting picked up like a little ballerina. So well, it was more like this this really messy sack of potatoes where the potatoes were dropping out, <laughs> held underneath his arm. You know. Like, oh, that's <laughs> Actually, funny. it was probably it was like late 80s. Close to you was out, so it had to have been 90. So it was late 80s, 90. It had to have been 90, 1990. Oh, yeah. it was 90. No, I, I think it was in the 80s when I was there, late 80s, yeah. Anyway, because yeah. I'm a child of the 60s, so I think that 60s, 70s, 70s, I was born in 48. Yeah, I think it was like the early 80s or the late 70s when I was there. But um, I'd be jamming. I'd still be jamming, though. And I do have that poem about a place, but I've already written it, so I'll just go ahead and give it to you. That would the be place awesome. I'm talking Thank about, you. The, the place I'm talking about is called Komorebi. And Komorebi is a, is a Japanese word that means the light that shines through the cover of trees. And this is my signature piece. Komorebi, the land where poems are made. Chorus, chorus of sounds mutter iambically, especially forming tongues throughout the ages to give birth to rhymes and metered rages. Ancient rants bellow from the depths of the hollowed souls, needing to be refueled as a lamp that all too quickly burns its wick. So yes, I toss and turn with loads, puns unsought, the words dance wildly in my sleepless mind. Yet drifting vast backwards throughout the woods and weeds of thought, yes, ah, yes, I am chasing dreams and nightmares too, hoping doors will open in the whimsical worlds in time, that I may be the wise woman that writes the poems whose poetic flute plays the tunes that pies the poet's mind. Minds, leading them to that open space, that place where the light shines through the cover of trees, where ditties and missives are leaves that glisten, where rhymes and poems nod and dance in the breeze and hang like wisdom's fruit of grand poetic trees. We pluck, we eat, we deliver that which we seek to write, remembering Komorebi, we then finally, peacefully, right there in that place, spirit filled, we fall asleep. Oh. Beautiful. 
I can see why it's your signature piece. I know that one's pretty close to you, too. Yes, I love it. And that's the one that um, I was telling you about that that kind of plagiarized. Was plagiarized? Yep. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I listened to me. I'm yeah. listening to my mommy. Our buddy, but we're not going to say his name. But it's okay. <laughs> yeah, but I love that poem. And I really like that place, that place that the poem puts me in. And so when you said write a poem about a place, that's the place I would always want to be. Right there sitting under the cup of trees with a cool breeze, there's light coming through this cup of trees where ditties and missives just bounce off of the trees like little leaves just glistening in the in the sun. I just love that poem. And it makes me feel so happy to be there. I take myself there. Mm-hmm. So how are you it. doing? All right. <laughs> I started coughing, choking on my own face. <laughs> All right, baby. I'm I doing really well. Okay. I want to see the pictures. I'm still waiting. I'm working on it. I'm getting them put together. There's a lot of them. There's so many of them. All right. I, I talk to you later. <laughs> Love you, Mama. I got a package. Love. going to be sending it out soon with a... Some goodies I found you know on my what? trip for you. That was so much love that you. You know what? I have people that actually been waiting for a package from me for like forever, and I'm not a good businesswoman. But I started thinking the other day. I said to take a package and stand at the post office, have it weighed, put it in a box, and then actually get to the post office and send it to somebody. That is so much love, and when I get it, I just. It makes me feel good and it makes me feel bad at the same time because I wish I had the same type of uh, energy to do that. Where even people are sending for stuff that I, that they have paid me for, I'm still like we're riding around with it in my car. I like, can't get to the post office for nothing. <laughs> I don't want to be like that. So though you're my daughter, um, I got to learn to be more like you. I love you so much. Thank you. I love you too. I did send you back the necklace, didn't I? The one that broke. Yeah, but I'm not gonna. I'm not getting ready to go through that. It's all. It's. I don't even know. You still got the earring. I don't even know. I'm just gonna make something else. That's, it might. <laughs> I could probably make a bracelet out of it. That was a lot of work. I'm, I looked at that thing and I just tucked it down in there. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing that over again. That was done. Well, I can, if you send it. it back, if you just send it back like that, I can restring it. But you kept telling me to send it back. But I can try to fix I it. Did. If you want I did. Yeah, I was. I, I was gonna do it. I didn't know it was that bad. It's like really bad. It just like tore it up. That's like yeah. You know, I don't I'm, don't know what they did to it, but do you still have the earrings? I do. Well, I'll just make a bracelet or something. I, or either a, a different same same beads, different necklaces. Cause that was like it was intricate, and I'm just like I can't believe they did that. So yeah, that was when I didn't have arthritis in my hands. And I can really, like, now I got these big knots on the side of my uh, knuckles. I'm, I'll do something else with it and send it back to you. But you'll get it back one day before I leave the planet. All right, Mama. I love you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I said the captain never do send it back to her. Okay. I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. I'm you do, do better. fine. You're fine. Right. I love you. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Oh, boy. Oh.
Okay, so I'm not going to cut you down where we've got one, two, three, four callers left. We've only got 14 minutes. I'm not going to cut you down to one poem. I'm going to let you guys read your two poems. I'm just not going to comment. I'm going to tell you you're awesome and go on to the next caller so I can get you all on. So 506, you are on the air. Lady A. Hello, it's Lady A. Hi, sweetheart. How are you? Amazing. The mic is yours. Thank you. Um, oh, dear. I've lost my poem that I was going to read. <sighs> That's okay. You will find it. Oh, I'm so sorry. Do you um, want me to bring, mute you and bring you on next? Yeah, if you don't mind, because I did have two picked out, mm-hmm. and I've lost them both, so... Okay, thank you. That's okay. I'll be right back with you. Very excited about this next caller. I have not talked to her in forever and ever, and I love her very, very dearly. 503, you are on the air. Nyla. How sweetheart, are you, sweetheart? I love you. I missed you. Is Christy has been so long. It has been so long. It has been too long. And I'm, your voice sounds like sweet music to my ear. <laughs> uh, you need to listen to more music. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I'm so good. What, music. what have you I'm been fine. up to? What well, have you been up to? What do you have for us? All that good stuff. Well, you know, this one is different than anything I've really done before, but I wanted to share it with you because the the origin of it and everything just was. I was booting up my computer. And I think it was a Bing advertisement, you know, trying to troll for people that wanted to to sign up for a service they had of uh, poetry prompts. And I had ignored it over and over and over and over. And then um, a couple days ago, it showed up again, same picture, you know, so far as the screensaver. And I went, that's just weird. Okay, I'm going to write a poem about that. And and it was saying, it just said, can you write an original poem about a lighthouse keeper, his daughter, and a ghost ship? So oh, here cool. it is, baby. It's called The Lighthouse Keeper's Daughter. In slanting rays as sunlight sets, she walks the lighthouse parapets. Is it her stare? Eyes seaward cast that draws the ghost ship from the past? What draws my daughter's heart to gaze across the blues and greens and grays of ocean waves and shifting tides until the masted ship arrives? The faintest image of a man, on hilt of sword he rests his hand, on quiet seas or tossed by storm, beyond all reach he stares forlorn. Face to the gale I watch her hair The tendrils wraith-like paint the air, her green eyes focused hard and fast upon this image from the past. What draws these two to pierce the veil as sun gives way to moonlight pale, hearts cast across the tossing deep as each their lonely vigil keeps? As if they haunt each other's dreams and beg the question what love means, each pressed against a boundary line to ever pace a breach in time. End poem. Wow. You did fantastic on that. Well, thank you. 
You're very welcome. And I know you've got, Are you, you're going to read I two? Know, no, I'll just read that one. I know you're trying to, you know, catch everybody before things things wind down, but I just wanted to share that and say hi and let you know I've missed you. You can read your two if you have another one you want to read. Nope, it's okay, hon. I'll come back. So Promise? Anyway, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I was like, I don't want to let you go because I don't want to bring you back and, 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 and. <laughs> I love you, but If you Nyla. promise, then okay. I love you too, sweetheart. Thank you. It was so good. You have no idea. That was a great piece. Thank can you. Can you send that to me? Can you message it to me? Oh, sure. I can do that. Yeah. I want to yeah, read it again. absolutely. Okay, I'll do that now. Awesome. Thank you, honey. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Thanks, Christy. You want to tell everyone how to find you before you take off? Oh, I'm just on Facebook under Christy Doherty, and that's about it. Perfect. All right. Thank you, sweetie. Take care, Nyla. You too. Well, so good to hear from her. Lady A, are you ready for me? Um, I'm I'm making myself ready. Yeah. Um, thank you for doing that. Um, I won't no be I won't be terribly long. Um, this poem is called "Please Don't Send Me Away." She always said, I'll send you to a girl's home if pregnant you become. It was enough, the fear, I mean, to prevent it ever happening. But one day a foolish me in a moment of insanity let him in. I don't know why. Empty and alone I cried. Nearly five months passed. I hid my bump and went to class. I heard that loud and angry voice in my ear. I had no choice. I'll send you to a home for girls. I had to hide this tiny pearl. I wrote a note and pleaded not to send me away. Home, I wanted to stay. This note was kept in my purse until one day she found it and wildly cursed. Why didn't you tell me sooner? We could have done something about it. I'm glad I hid my baby bump, else I'd be forced under the knife. Each person has a path to take. I did what's right for baby's sake. My grandfather made an infant crib. I fashioned a mattress for her head. Homemade sheets, pristine blankets to match, all so clean. I was 16 when she was born. Never dreamed a life forlorn. One dreamed to go back to school. Mother pushed marriage. I was no fool. Battles began when I brought her home. Power struggles beginning each morn. Five years my mother called me a whore, and each day worse than the day before. Battle fatigue stripped self-esteem, but baby knew I was mom, not she. Baby grew a beautiful girl, hazel eyes and bouncy brown curls. The road was hard, an uphill climb. As baby grew, she knew she was mine. Today she's grown with a daughter her own. She is loved and cherished from her conception. We are not without our battle scars. Love is the bond that's taken us far. Curveballs thrown throughout life. It's what you do to make it right. End poem. Wow. Mm. That absolutely was powerful, powerful, powerful. Thank you. I got... I got pregnant with my oldest one, and everyone told me that I should, because I was so young, I was 17, 
and that yeah. I should get divorced, I should, or I, I mean, I should get married, I should get married, I should, first of all, I should get rid of it. And my mom actually made an appointment for me to go have an abortion. And me and the baby's dad, he drove me there, and we sat outside in the parking lot, and we couldn't do it. So we lied and said that I did until it was too late. Wow. And then they got pissed off and made us get married. <laughs> yeah. but, you know. My mother wanted me to get married. She said, get married, give that child a name, and then get a divorce. I thought that didn't make any sense. Even at 16, I knew better. Yeah. So well, we could talk. that kind of, hit, kind of resonated, resonated with me. I loved it. I thought it was a great piece. Oh, I think thanks. it was very powerful. Thank you. So I got another one that's not very long. It's called Indian Summer. I'm not sure if I read this before or not, but here it goes. Indian Summer, warm breeze off the water. Early sunsets fall into the sea. We watch, just him and me. Fingers clasp, reach within like vines entwine therein. Love speaks music covering us, splashing potions on skin, infusing, penetrating, percolating and rendering helplessness, melting into each other, our silent shouts, the emotions stirred. Indian summer, warm breeze off the water, we are fluid, we move as one in sync, like sheaths of golden wheat sway in summer's wind. Love songs, sweet and tender, created grace, our lips faded. No deeper love made, no words articulated, can tell the world we love, touch, breathe as one. Indian summer, warm breeze off the water. Tu es l'amour de ma vie. Je t'adore, je t'aime pour eternity. And poem. That was phenomenal as well. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad we put you on hold so you could find those. Yes, well, thank you so much for being patient. Yeah. All right, Sarah, tell everyone how they can find you. On Facebook is Andrea Wheaton, and on All Poetry uh, under Lady A. Perfect. All right, and hopefully you can make it back next week. Thank you so much. You're adorable. <laughs> Love you, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Absolutely loved both of those. This is going to be a really good show to listen back to. There's been some great stuff on the air tonight. All right, our next caller, area code 501, I believe this is JJ. JJ, you're on the air. Hey, what's going on with you? I'm hey, about to get right into I'm this piece. I'm just hanging out listening to you read your piece that you're getting in right into right now is what I'm doing. And yes, yeah. thank you. And go. Okay. <sighs> Breathe in and out. Breathe. Breathing is a luxury not quickly or bountifully allotted to me. When I gestate thoughts and compress periods of time into poems, during their regurgitation, there's a squeeze, a seize, a barrel under pressure, turbulent seas. But in the heart of deep waters, my words lose substance becoming non-corporeal. My mind can't grasp them, so I float within them like a specter within my own passages. First I'm phasing, then I'm drifting out of focus, hopelessly. Breathe. Slow. 
centering, balancing. So does the oxygen coming in will fire the boiler with the check valves at the steady. So that the compulsion doesn't expand into a billion bands of potentials. Breathe. And that's the complexity of exponentials. When you have an entire ocean waiting to leave through a trickle of a small stream at these pressures, even wind catches fire. Mental note. Take time to take in the wind. When I hear the howl of the whistle, breathe. Because breathing is for the, li- for the living. Feel the stress leaving, the trees swaying, the whirling wind streaming up the nostrils. Breathe oxygen in real time. Don't panic, it will be fine. But the war is woven into the walls in between the lines. Every spark from a grind. I want my recitation to be a resuscitation of moments and memories played in the eight millimeter of your mind. A poem not heard, but live. A poem with living roots that reach deep into the well of thought. And you, the listener, are privy to see the desserts and the wines of what leapt from the produce. If I could just weave the poem to the passage, no matter how delicate or how savage, Embrace the tricky terms, the clever little traps, covering the tracks, cast the net. But the scarecrow pops from out of the furrows to frighten away the magpies. This is a normal day for me. The poem crafter, the measurer, the calligrapher, the slave, the master, the noble one, the bastard. Or am I just a black child's laughter? A soul-breathing has a desire for breathing in and out. Life-giving air. I must learn to do this more efficiently. Poem. Wow. JJ, that was incredible. Are you going to read too? Uh, Yeah. Okay, go ahead. All right. All right. Um, this is a battle poem I've been working on. I live for the velvety rough texture of naked beats. I be performing phenomenal feats. I'm a maniac on loose leaf APB man at large in these clubhouse streets. Digging deeper th- than the armada of fleet into your seats. Cease or desist to feel the agony of defeat. I'm shutting you down like control alt delete. Shut your people awake asleep with your feet in some quick creek. Like Charlie Brown, you catching all this good grief. You're the reason for re-season the crimson soak seats. When his verbal limit squeeze squirts by George, it hurts. That verse just rented your hearse from hearse, courtesy of this S.H.O.P. Merck. Like the boys, make your milling burst. Boy, I don't know what the worst is, so I try to compare them. My vices versus my verses. I might say heaven's the Megatroid in the middle of my curses. I come back rich after a deficit and celebrate by ripping the mic down the middle of a malcontent. Now it's two sides to that beast. That's a flat line about some dead meat. Boy, I'm a black ops. I do not exist. But it's hell to pay if I get a whiff of vinegar and piss. Who got me in here with this douche? This ring is the confines of which I'm controlling your vertical like Venetian blinds with acid rhymes. My spit shines like moonlit skylines. Feel the ascension as I climb. 
line by line, hanging mouths or the hanging lines. How does a badger become a diva without having a beaver? Nothing bothers me more than naggers. Mad at me for being the Willie Sutton, E.F. Hutton, J.J. Got Rocks first down and you frontin'. Because the ball ain't what you wantin'. This the last venue you stump in as I smack the taste of phlegm, knocking out the poison pills drawn by your poison quill. If he dies, he dies. But damn, I tried to save him. Riding on my reverb, my rim's carving the curves because it's mayday, mayday when it comes to the verbal gunplay because the verbal gunplay calls blood spray like it's drizzling. I'm handing out purple hearts for busted missions under the sun's grandson scope don't glisten, but it pops like pistons with laser-guided precision, shelling your position with negative intentions. Awooga, brace for collision. Boom. Wow, and that's a battle. You said that was a battle poem. Yeah. You gonna win? Oh no, I ain't doing it for them. It's just to just to have a knife on me, just to keep a knife on me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm picturing you like getting all like dressed up in leather and shit and going up in, against somebody. You know, like they they ate back in the eighties when they would like the gangs would fight and they would all dance instead. You know, <laughs> <laughs> right? The, the, the MTV generation. That's that. That was me. Right? Yeah, me oh, too. they're about me to rumble. Uh oh, they got knives. Uh oh, they're dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> Take that, bitch. <laughs> right. This is not going to be pretty. They're look, dancing. Look, look. Double leg shake. What are you going to do now? <laughs> right. All right, oh, well, you tell them how to find you, honey. Catch me over there in Clubhouse, uh, the small house of poetry. Uh, Gina just mentioned uh, the contest we're in. It's for the National Spoken Word Awards. Uh, we're at number 20. No, we're at number 17, and Gina's at number 20. Go over there and check us out. Vote for us so that we can be get in there. We're, we're, we're some pretty decent poets doing some really good things in the neighborhood. Throw those links up on my page. Will do. Will do. Okay. Please. Not that I'm telling you what to do, Jay, but please. Not a problem at all. I got you covered. I, I really enjoy my the time easier, when I come here. The easier you make it for people to do things, the more they will do them. I'm going to keep that in mind as a philosophy. It is absolutely true. If you make people jump through hoops... They're not going to do it. But if you say, if you make it easy, if they have to go hunt for something and find it, they're not going to do it. They don't have time. We're a microwave generation. No. You know, we don't sit there and wait mm-hmm. for the chicken to fry and have mom scoot us out the screen door in the backyard to go play because it's not done yet. We aren't those kids anymore. You know, we, we, it's, it's like everything is instant gratification. Everything has to be instant gratification. Nobody mm-hmm. has time to wait for anything. So... If you want people to do things, that's why I never send out my invites until 15 minutes to a half hour before the show, because they're not going to remember. People are busy. They got, you know, so, if yeah. If you do make it 48 easy. hours in advance, they're not going to remember. They're never going to remember. I got to keep no. that in mind. But you have it a pretty true, loyal true. following here, too. Yes, but they have lives. You guys have lives. You don't, you know, you don't have this tuned into your phone on an alarm, you know, it's Thursday, it's time to call in. You know, that's why we have the the influx of poets coming and going all the time, you know. So, 
But yeah, make it easy. Throw that up. You get some votes. You throw that up on on the page and and promote it and and say click this link and boom, help them out because that's important. We need Will to get do. you in there. All right, baby. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks, hon. Much love. Much love to you. All right, our last caller for the evening, area code eight six. Three, you are on the air. Um, hello, Nyla. Um, how, how are Noreen, you doing? Hello, Noreen. my love. <laughs> how are you doing? And welcome back. <laughs> thank you, sweetheart. It's good to hear You're from you. You're very welcome. Okay, thank you. Oh, guess what? I finally got over what? this period. Do I have time to say this? I finally, it took over 20, about, we'll, we'll say 23 years to get over this period. And I finally did it last Sunday, my first day doing it. And I did it again Tuesday, and then I'll do it again tomorrow night, evening. Mow the yard. And what is? Mow the yard. Mow the yard. Oh, my God. I was... get, I, for two days, it took me several days to put the lawnmower together because I had to buy it from Walmart because I have a credit card from Walmart. So I put on my credit card, and I got me a Sun Joe. And, and, and it don't take no gas. You should charge it up. I have to bring it inside inside here and, and, to, and to charge it up and, you know, and put the key in and charge it up and then I can take it outside and know. And, and oh, my God, it was scary. I was going to take a picture of me after I got through the first night. I thought I did or not. It, look, it was going to look scary taking a picture of me. <laughs> what, what made it scary? What was made it scary to you? Because, um, because, um, well, cause, cause twenty year over twenty three years ago, that's when um that when when Gary when um this before this was when we first met, and I was helping Gary over here to know the yard, and I was over here helping him, and then um then then when then it was my turn we took turns it was my turn, then I I couldn't all of a sudden. The lawnmower started jumping, like dancing around, and I was scared. My hands froze. My hands, uh, I was sweating, and my hands just glued to the lawnmower. I couldn't move it, and I was just moving along with it. I, I, uh, Gary was hollering at me, and I couldn't hear what he said. And um, and I thought he said to go toward him. Every time I go toward him, he got. I could tell he just moved away from, moved back further. And I didn't know what was going on, and I was scared, and it wouldn't, I couldn't control it, it was out of control. You thought you, were, then, you thought you were going to run over him. I didn't know what was going on. I thought, you know, and then I, and then finally I heard what, then somehow, uh, I guess Gary hollered enough loud for me to understood. Then I realized to get away from it, to get away from the lawnmower. And then when it stopped on its own, she said, you're lucky. You're still standing. And, and the blades were gone, and we could never find the blade. And after that, oh, I, was so, so, ah. I was so, so, so scared. I never messed with a lawnmower again till Sunday. And, oh, my God, my first time. And, and how was it? It, it, it? it was a good feeling because I did it. I got over this fear. And, and it was a good feeling afterwards, but it was scary because I didn't know if I can do it. And um, and I actually kept putting my in my mind, I have to do it. I gotta get. I want to get over this fear. 
And, you know, and... Well, I am very proud wow. of you. That's not an easy thing to do. No. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm not going to go out and start hugging clowns, but I am proud of you. Well, thank you. I'm proud of me, You're too. You're very welcome. I'm going to take a picture. Well, tomorrow night, and I know it's so hot here. Well, tomorrow night, I, but today I should realize why I, I forgot all about what Gary has told me. Put a towel around your neck. They'll keep you cool here in Florida, yep. and I'll help out a lot. So tomorrow night, that's what I'm going to do when I go out there, so I won't be all sweating. And wear a hat. Wear I a do. hat. I do. I, I got me a hat on, too. I wear a hat out there. Yeah. And it said, never give up on there. The hat said, never give up. <laughs> well, I want you to do me a favor, then. You gave yourself yes. some homework. I want you okay. to write a poem to Gary telling him about you mowing the lawn. Okay, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Just just like you're talking to him over coffee, you know, just about your experience mowing the lawn and getting over that fear and, you know, yes. what had happened and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear you write a poem about that. Okay. Okay. Because before I did that, I was using grass shears I bought from Tenu. I thought, I can do grass shears, and I didn't realize how hard that was. You know, yeah, I, oh, I realized geez, I, had geez, get, woman. I had to get on my hands and knees, and I, that I had our time with it. So my sister said, you'll never get, she told me on the phone, you, when she told me about this lawnmower, she said, you'll never get it done with a grass shears. She said, you can't do that. And um, My mom did I, hers with um, a string trimmer, like a uh, yeah. edger string trimmer yes. thing. That's how she mowed her lawn. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's what Gary was using right before um, he had that stroke, and um, it was hard on him. And I told him, I, if you teach me, I can do it. But um, he didn't teach me, and and he he, wanted, he was determined to do it himself because um, he's saying that the men over there should help him out because you know they could volunteer and come over. And and he was having a hard time walking then, but um, he was but um, he wouldn't let me do it for him. Wow. So what do you have to read for us tonight, my love? Okay. Um Okay. For um for Gary, I have um on my um on my back porch. Okay. I could feel the moon looking down on us while I held you close and firm for a long time. I ran my hand over your silky hair down your back while some of it tickled my nose, and I got some in my mouth. I still held on to your warm body, enjoying the warmth and closeness of my sweetheart. The end. Aw. I love that. <laughs> me too. <laughs> okay. And next one of his is Simple Me. Okay. Nothing wrong with being just a little simple, simple food, simple me loving you, simple clothes and simple shoes, simple me loving you, simple car and a bow in your hair, simple me loving you, our family is small, just two, one sooner is due, simple me loving you, things we need are not three, my true love makes you love, simple me, the end. Aww. That's one of my favorites of his. Yes, I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. And and the one I have for me is um, Sonnet 24. Okay. Sometimes when I feel like falling apart, falling to pieces, I feel built you holding me up, telling me I am your sweetheart. Let it go. When my life is unfolding before my eyes, I know I'll be all right, for you and God are always by my side. Lifting me, being my star, my flashlight, I will not let you down. I am your bride in heaven and on earth. Nothing can come between us, for our love is always strong. We won't deny it, and it's here. it is from here from now to eternity. We do belong. We will write love poems together. You'll write in the in the clouds. I'll write in the sand. The end. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. And, and, okay. And um, and my second one. This is I wrote a double end need. This is my only one. I think I wrote this. It's called Get Lost. Get lost in our memories, reliving the good old days, staring at our photos of us. Oh, I miss you, honey. I just want to keep on reliving our lives, wishing it was real, real life, more than just a dream. I understand it was your time to go, but darn it, I don't want to let go. Don't get me wrong. I have plenty of things to do, like cleaning, cooking, writing, poetry, and so on, and honoring you. The end. Aww. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you. And and then You're I'm welcome. I, I'm, I'm working on some. I'm going to work on some. I got some ideas for the poems of place, but I haven't had a chance yet. So and I will I be writing. Of, the reason I asked you to write that poem about the lawnmower to Gary is because yes. I was thinking about something the other day. Yes. When we lose someone who's close to us, we go through a lot of changes. We have to, there's a lot of grief that we go through, a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, and all of that. And it doesn't ever get easier. We just learn how to live with the situation. And one of the things, I was in a situation one time where I lost someone really close to me, and one of the things that helped me was I, instead of writing about being sad or being lonely, mm-hmm. I, wrote to, I wrote to them. Wow. You know, matter of fact, conversation, you know, but in a tangible way. And so I was thinking about you writing your next book and have it being called, because you have your cool coffee cup now, right? If that yes. ever breaks, let me know, and I will send you another one, okay? Okay. If it ever breaks, don't feel bad. Just let me know, and I will order you another one so you have it. But okay. I was thinking about you writing a, I don't know why my whole thoughts went there, but I was thinking about you writing a book called Conversations Over Coffee or Conversations okay, Over Beer Bread and Coffee. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, but whatever. And have it, and have the subtitle be living, living with your memory. Okay. Um, and so in the poem, you have all happy, normal, everyday things 
that make you smile that you want to share with Gary. And so you write poems about these things. And, and when you sit down to write and pour yourself a cup of coffee and write these poems or, or prose things to Gary about things going on in your life, and, and it's, it's living, I think that that would help a lot of people because of the way you and Gary love each other so much. You guys have such yes. an incredible close connection. And I think okay. that other people reading that book would help them find some beautiful peace inside their heart. Does that okay. make sense? Yes, yes. So I can work on that instead of the, the other one and um, the other one. No, about, no, you have, to work um, on, you have to work on both. Both, okay. I'll do both. <laughs> okay. And I'll do, and I'll do the other one too you have told me a long time ago. I ain't forgotten it. About writing a book on um, obscure holidays. Write poetry on that. I'm working on oh. that too. I haven't forgotten it. I can hear so Gary awesome. now. Gary always told me, don't forget what Nala says. You've got to write that book. <laughs> he, he always reminded me of that. And see, even that could be a poem, a conversation over a coffee. You know, I can, I can yes. hear you reminding me about this, babe. And so I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm going to be working on this. And, you know, just beautiful conversations you guys can have together. Things that happen during the day that you would love to share with them. You know, your your triumph over the lawnmower, that whole thing, that's amazing. You need to write that to him. Okay. And, and is it okay if I take a picture of me after I got through, uh, I mean, out there in the front yard holding, I mean, right with the lawnmower? And, and, and Absolutely, okay? yes. Okay. Of course, I didn't yes, know it's that a sounded... huge milestone. Yes, it is. Yes, I, only got, I almost got a half a yard done in the front. I know it's going to take me... And maybe two more days to do it. I could can't. I could can't. You know. And I keep my in, in my um, emergency inhaler with on me too at all times in case I need it. So I keep that on me. And I'm good. And I did over good girl. Two, and I and I did over two thousand steps. Wow. That's incredible. I'm so proud yes. of you. Yes. Yes. Take a picture. That does that. That's like graduating college worthy. Yes, and I'll make I'm, I'm, <laughs> when I do it. To, I'm going to wear my um my my speakeasy cafe shirt doing it tomorrow too. So when I take the picture, <laughs> I'll have that on. <laughs> okay. Okay. Deal. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right, sweetheart. Noreen, tell everyone how to find you, honey. Okay. Okay, and you can find um um um. Find us all our books on um oh no um amazon dot com and you can um also um okay and, and get it through me too personally because I have books here so you can get it through me personally and um you can also um oh find us on on our official website uh Gary and Noreen Snyder dot wix dot com slash poetry and you can find Gary on um poetrypoem dot com, reverbnation dot com and Facebook dot com and you can also find me on um reverb dot com, poetrypoem dot com and um and Facebook dot com and and you can also find us on KO dash FI dot com and um 
and um, Brunt Slash, Gary and Noreen. And, um, okay, and you can, okay, and, um, and also, I, th- I don't think I'm going to do Discord after all for the Poetry Club. I think I'll just stick with the, the Ko-Fi, because I think it might be too much. I don't want to do too much. And, um, because <laughs> I don't know, because I'm still learning. I haven't had a chance to learn more about it yet, Discord. I've been learning, learning how to do, do the, um, use the bots and mm-hmm. do the rows and stuff like that. It's a learning curve. So there's a lot to learn. But it's fun. It sounds like it's a lot of fun. It says, Martha Bear, Martha Bear is leaving advice for you in yes. the chat room. Okay. Okay, Taking I have to get up. Okay. I'll get up That's and go, walk. Oh. <laughs> All right, Noreen. Thank you, honey. Okay. You did a fantastic job. Thank you for sharing those. And I can't wait to read your lawnmower poem and see your lawnmower picture. And congratulations on that. I truly am proud of you. Okay, thank you. Me too. I never thought I could do it. Because I do. You did. I make, I make sure the, um, the lawnmower stays way ahead of my feet. And I stay mm-hmm. way ahead. And I will definitely not necessarily blade. I will not do that. Because if the need ever get, need to get blade fixed, I'll make sure somebody else will fix that part. Because I won't touch yeah. it. Just the key thing to remember, if you always remember your head, if anything happens, just let go. Letting go kills the motor. Let it go. That's what. Yep. Just let go. That's why Gary and told me fine. let it go. Okay, because he didn't say that, and, he, and all of a sudden it did stop. And what? Oh, that's right. It will let go. We'll stop on this one. That's right. Yeah. Just if, any, if yes. there's ever any issue or it gets too much for you, just let go, and it'll stop. Okay. Yes. Okay. 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 All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week, honey. Okay. Okay. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Thank you, and 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 thank you for uh, having this uh, poet have this venue. Thank you very much. You're welcome, baby. I love you so okay. much. Thank you. Okay. Okay. We love you too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good night, honey. Okay. Good night. All right. I want to okay. let area code eight six zero know that you are not in the lineup. I do see you on the board. If you are. On the, if you're here and you do want to come on and read before the show ends or say hello or anything like that, press 1 so I know it's okay to unmute you because I don't want to end the show without having – there you go. Thank you. All right, 860. Hello, how are you? Are you Fine, how are you, sweetheart? I'm all right, thank you. My name is Donna. They call me Mama Donna. Hey, Mama Donna. I like that. That how has a doing? really nice ring to it. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. Mama Donna. I'm a mama, and my name is Donna, so it kind of works out. <laughs> so are you a first-time caller? Yes, but I also know Gina and Jared. Ah, so you're one of her recruits. She said she got on yeah. uh, got on her friends list and, and, and brought a bunch of people over. I'm glad you're here. Welcome. Thank you. So I'll just so, do one piece because... I'm not sure. Well, I don't you're, know the, how you're the last is. caller, so we aren't on a time frame now. So before you get started, because you are a first-time caller, um, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself real quick and then what you're going to read and why you picked it out to read or why you chose that one to read? 
Yeah, um, I, I, I've been doing poetry a little over a year. I, I followed my son onto Clubhouse. He had a feature. I, I listened to it. And then I kept coming back. And the next thing I know, I'm writing. So here I am. <laughs> it's not... I don't call myself a poet. I don't. I, I just write. That's all I, I like to say. Um, they keep saying I'm a poet. I'm part of the small house of poet with Jared, with Jess J and, and Gina, and my son and a few other people. So yeah. And I picked this one because it's nostalgia for me. Welcome to the show, poet. Thank you. You're so welcome. the only question I have: I don't know how do you feel about swearing. Do you have swearing? Is that a problem? I don't know. No, no, we have a mature rating, so you can do anything except for adult porn poems. Oh, don't worry. You don't have to worry about me doing that. All right. I just want to be sure. <laughs> okay. I do. I have two pieces. I just want to be sure that I could be able to do that. All right. Um, let me get the one that I was going to do. All right. I'm set. Is that right to go now? Mm-hmm. Please, yes. I sit between her legs. I squirm in anticipation of the comb pulling through my hair. I wince in pain as the comb hits a tangle. Mommy's not too gentle. The frustration emanates from her. I don't mind the momentary pain. I am sitting between my mommy's legs. I am connected to her for this moment in time. The love I feel consumes me. Her focus is on me alone. The tangle has been untangled. The comb glides through my hair. The comfort that this simple but routine action gives is indescribable. She then scratches my head to loosen the dandruff before washing my hair, laying on the counter with my hair hanging off the edge, water running through my hair. Shampoo is applied to my scalp. The rhythmic scrubbing is soothing to the inner hurt child. After the shampoo, the drying of my hair, then the parting of my hair. The application of sulfur 8 mixed with hair grease all done while sitting between her legs. It's a place of safety and perceived love. She must love me if she cares for my appearance. I deduce with my childish heart. Now here comes the instrument that strikes fear from my precious ears and scalp, the hot comb that strains the most stubborn curl into submission. Hearing the grease sizzle, praying it doesn't frizzle my hair, leaving that burnt hair smell permeating through the ear. Now comes the best part, torn paper bag strips used to curl my hair. It's a special occasion tomorrow. It's the first day of school. This memory plays in my head as I rake the comb through my mommy's hair. The feeling of love is overwhelming as I comb my mommy's hair. The roles have been reversed. I now take care of my mommy's hair. I stand behind her. She sits in the chair feeling the love with each stroke. I roll her hair with foam rollers with precision. It's a connection that can't be replaced. It's a natural progression of the parent-child relationship. I now get to pour my love into my mommy's hair. And that's the wisdom of Mama Don. Hi. <laughs> well, I guess again, that was absolutely. <laughs> that was absolutely. I just lost my mama recently. And yeah. she was not, not nice, and she, we were not close. And we should have been. Um, but those mom- I remember those moments when they were perfect moments like that because there were a lot of yeah. those perfect moments in amongst all the chaos. 
Believe and, me, I you empathize know, I think, and sympathize with you because I went through the same thing with my mother. But I was always going to be there to take care of my mother no matter what, if she allowed me to. Mm-hmm. I was too. I was too. You know, and it's just, I think that as a poet, I think the most gratifying thing that a writer can ask for is to be able to provoke an emotional response out of the reader, writing something that's powerful enough to pull, visibly pull emotion out of somebody. And so if I ever, ever hear you say, I don't think I'm a real poet or a writer or whatever it was, you saw that baloney you said when you first came on, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to come find you, girl. You understand? I understand I'm getting fret and wrong distance. Okay, I understand. You most certainly are, Missy. <laughs> that, that, was, that was exceptional. And maybe you just started writing. Um, I mean, have you ever written before in your life, ever? Ever? Nope. I hate to do it. I, I used to be a case manager. I even hated writing reports and having to put down detailed information about a, 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 a client. Nope. I didn't like it. I didn't do it. I don't know why I picked up a pen. I just followed my son into clubhouse. You might know him. His name is Wallace Reed. They call him the elder. That's my son. I followed mm-hmm. him into clubhouse. He's part of the small house of poetry, too. And I was just like, one day, after about two months sitting there listening, I, I wrote a piece, and I sent it to him. I said, okay, he's going to tell me, stay in my lane. Don't come over here messing in what he do. And then, I, you know, I'll be all right, and I'll leave it alone. Because I trust his, his judgment. He told me it was excellent. I had to look at the phone. I'm like, who the hell is this child? This is going to be my child. He's supposed to tell me it was crap and let me go on my way. And then that poem one day he... Was ex- go ahead. I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, um, then he, um, then we were. I was in listening in one one of the shop rooms, and he says, "Do you want to spit that piece?" I said, "I guess," and I did, and it's been history ever since. <laughs> you know, I've been working in radio since I was 18 years old, so I have basically talked. You know, I tra- I've, I've I've talked for a living, my whole life. So when I get off the air, when I'm not on the radio, I am the biggest introvert you would ever want to meet. I don't like talking to people. It's not that I don't like talking to people. I prefer not to talk to people. I like quiet. I like solitude. I like peace. I like calm. I go out intentionally and do things by myself for that serenity, you know, because I get so sick of hearing my own voice. (laughs) But it could be the same thing. For you, because I, I you said you did. Yeah. I do yeah, the same you, you thing. Yeah, you wrote I, every I, I day. Wrote every day. I, I took a job that way I had to interact with people, but otherwise I would not be interacting with people if I had my choice. <laughs> well, you said that you took a job. We were you. You did a lot of writing in your job, and you had to write case notes. Yeah. And you're all day long. You're having to write, write, write. So the thought of sitting down and writing on your own time. It's like a, I can, I can I was do. hear yourself saying, I am not picking up that pen. I'm done with that pen for the rest of the day. Whereas, like, when I got done, you know, when I got off the air, it's like, I'm not talking to nobody for the rest of the day. So it's not that I don't like people. It's just that I really appreciate quiet. I'm going to tell you, sometimes I don't like people. I appreciate my quiet. I, I, I appreciate my I don't either. I appreciate my peace. You know what? It's just that I don't want none of the drama brought to me when I come home. I'm stripping work. Well, I do 24-7, so there's no way I, I'm, I live with my client. 
But when I come upstairs to my, my part of the house, to my room, I don't want to be bothered. Luckily, she knows how to take care of herself, mm-hmm. and she doesn't get up from her bed all night. So I don't want to be bothered. That's I awesome. just want to come upstairs and, and get on my night clothes and get in the bed and be on Clubhouse now, maybe on Blog Talk now. Mm-hmm. I have a show I come well, to see, on Thursday. Because you're not doing that job anymore where you're having to write every day. Now your pen right. has sat quiet for a while, and the voice has always been there. It's finally having it chance to be heard it was so overwhelmed by what you had to write every single day for your job that you never heard the writer inside you but now that you're not having to do that the writer that is inside of you is finally able to be released because you are a writer that especially for I, I, I wish I had written that piece I'm jealous of that piece it made me cry for gosh <laughs> sakes it was phenomenal well, so don't Thank ever you. doubt Thank that you're a writer I know they keep telling me that, but, you know, it's the stubbornness in me, you know. I'm 66 years old. It takes a lot to make me get over that, but I'm I'm learning. So I want you to say to me, Nyla, I'm a writer. Nyla, I'm a writer. Right now, at this moment, I am. I mean, (laughs) you absolutely are a writer. You know, you didn't say, I'm the greatest writer in the world. You didn't say, you know, I'm a writer of 1,700 million novels that have been turned into screenplays and, and Netflix miniseries. You said you're a writer. And you should, that should be easy for you to say because you wrote something, therefore, you're a writer. You don't need any, any qualitative stuff around that. You don't need any explanation around it. You know, you get to decide who you are now in life. You get to make your own labels. You know, we, we live our lives by wearing other people's labels all our life. It's about time that we realize, especially as women, that we have the power to create our own labels. And we do that by accepting them and saying them out loud and making them tangible and giving them a face and a voice. And I want you to say that every single day, and you're going to feel silly, but I want you to say it when you wake up every morning. I'm a writer. And then I'm a whatever else it is you want to be. Okay, I will take your advice, yeah. Nyla. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm sorry. I just you are a writer. That that poem okay. was amazing. Okay, were you going to read a you. second one? Yes, I have a second one, but this is going to have swearing in it. That's just why I wanted to make sure. This is my latest. You can one. swear. All you right. can swear. Okay, here we go. I am woman. Jimmy Roy in pain. My black ass body is not my own. It belongs to everyone else. What the hell do you mean? Listen to this. A nigga can verbally assault and harass a black woman when she tells him no or she doesn't accept his compliment. My black ass body is not safe in these teeth. Any random nigga can tell me to shut the fuck up. If I don't, he can launch his fist at me. Like he did that woman getting her food in Chicago. Screaming and say one more word, bitch, on my grandmama to punctuate the threat. Using your black grandmother against a black woman to perpetrate your violence, all because she stands up for herself? Black men on social media mad because her 14-year-old son had to had him to go meet the grandmother he espoused? Black men stating she should have shut her mouth. She could have left. So could that low-life piece of shit. My black voice is not my own. A racist cop threw my black ass to the ground like they did this woman in California, telling her to shut the fuck up, all because she was recording the arrest of her husband, pepper spray her because she didn't like being abused. This is some bullshit. It was all because of a motherfucking stolen case, so they said. 
Where was the outrage from the black men for this atrocity perpetrated on a black woman? Remember, we were told to shut up. This black woman didn't say a word until he grabbed her. Why is the only time my voice has value is when it's in defense of a black man? Black men, I have a question or two. Some of you stand up for black women without caveats. Why does my black-ass body have no value? At any given time, my black body is subject to abuse, not just from white men, but black men as well. Committing domestic violence and the potential for homicide against my black body is an ever-present threat. Beating me in a submission because I can speak for myself, all because you fear my intelligence. Black men thinking we are worthless without their guidance, trying to be black women daddy. Do as I say, don't talk back, dress how I tell you, spread your legs, take care of my children, clean my house, cook my meals, wash my clothes, work 40 hours a week, pay half the bills. You can't deny my sexual advances. Your body belongs to me now, bitch. You can't leave me. You can't survive without me. That's what some black men think. My black ass body is not my own. It belongs to everyone else. That's the wisdom my mama done. Wow. So you know what I mean about living with all the labels? But all doing all the things people expect you to be, doing all the things people expect you to do. You know, how much of you was in that that woman? You know, how much of of, of who you truly are was inside there? Oh, a lot of it. Because there's times I've been been very fearful of going out here in these streets because of how this world is crazy now, how people are acting. Random Mm -hmm. violence perpetrated on random people. Yeah, it's very scary out here. Horrible, scary, yep. You know, so admitting your fears, pointing things out, having a voice, not being quiet, you know. We weren't taught to have a voice, you know, and and that is definitely a powerful voice in that poem. That was phenomenal. Thank you. I want you to, do you have a journal, like an actual journal? No, I don't journal. So I want you to do me a favor. The, the, po- the, po- the, the, poet, the poetry has been my journaling because it's been my um, release valve for all that stuff that has I, been pent up in me. I would like you to, are you on my, my uh, Facebook page? I don't know what's your Facebook page. Gina is still Gina's still listening. Well, she may not be listening. She might be doing something else, but Gina's still on. My, you can find well, me can if you type her, in Nyla. Ask yeah, ask, ask her for the link to my page and send me a friend's request. And then okay. if you're comfortable doing it, I would like to send you a journal. I want, would like to mail you a journal. Okay. And I'll discuss this with you in the email. Um, All right. You 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 need Sounds a journal. Like a you need a you need a journal. I want to give you your first journal. Thank you. You're welcome. It was absolute pleasure getting to know you. I appreciate Gina so much for inviting you over here. Now that you've been here, you're no longer a stranger. You're part of the family. There'll always be a cup of coffee at the table for you. And uh, I hope that you come back and share more because I cannot wait to see what you are doing next. All right, thank you, and I have no problem with coming back again. I just wanted to <laughs> thank um, you, Mama Donna. Just, promote, just wanted to promote a couple of things there. You know, at the Small House of Poetry, we ha- we're mainly operating on the weekend. We're going to try to expand more days on Clubhouse, but on the Saturdays we do what we call the Kitchen. That's just nothing but speed round after speed round of poetry. 
And then on Sundays, we have what we call the living room, where we sit down and we have people come up and they spit their pieces and we break it down and we get to know the poet and why they, what was the evidence of them writing their piece and stuff like that. And then on Monday, we have the AM drive, where it's like a radio talk show and we have top, topical topics and, and what say you and what's in your cup and how's the weather where you're at. And we do that every Monday at morning on the clubhouse. But then this Saturday coming, I'll be on Tiffany Radio with Gina and Jess J and the Jess J and Gina Storm Show on um, Epiphany at 9. I'm getting the time mixed up because I'm tired right now. But I'll be on Epiphany with, um, I'm kind of like a guest moderator every week, the unpaid guest moderator. I just wanted to say that because I know they're listening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, sweetheart. We will talk to you next week. Appreciate you so All much. Right, Thank you. Thank you. All right. Say bye bye, hun. Okay. I'm gonna check something real quick. Miss Gina, are you with me? Are you there? Are you muted? Are you listening to the other show? Gina. Miss Gina. Of course, I'm on I'm, mute. I'm calling, I'm it wouldn't be me if I out. wasn't muted. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> she was she was incredible. Oh, Mama Donna! Did you awesome. hear that? Yeah. Um. So her son Wallace Reed is the elder in the clubhouse over at Small House of Poetry, and he's the main chef for the kitchen on Saturday. And when in his absence, me and her and just Jay holds it down. Um. She is the lead. Um, on Monday mornings for the AM drive, and she, she thinks that she's our tag along. But just Jay and I need Mama Donna because that's my brother in rhyme, and he's also my partner for the Small House of Poetry. We do everything together. We run everything by each other. But he gets on my nerves, and I make him sick. So we need her <laughs> to be <a> referee. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, I just wanted to thank reason. you. Thank you for bringing her here and bringing her. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. I try to invite as many poets as possible. They can't all get in queue, but they actually respond when they see that I have sent them a link as to where I'm going to be or a mic that's available. Because my thought is this, sometimes on Thursday night, you know, between 7 and 11 or whatever your time zone is, you don't have any place to go. And my thought is yeah. just come to the Speak Easy Cafe and hang out with Nyla because she's awesome. Um, <laughs> you know me. I, I've, I've been I've been a poet that's been coming you to love me. <laughs> I do. I do. So, so much. I love you, too. So, like when, 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 when Mom Ola Daisy was on and she's always saying, you know, yeah, you guys do so much for me. But my thought is this. She lost her daughter. So we're her replacements. We we can't take Kai's place, but we're here in her absence. And she still has Kelly, and sometimes she gets angry with her son, but she doesn't have to ever worry or wonder whether or not Dina and Nyla going to take up the slack, because we do. That's what we do. That um, brother of mine, I'm telling you, family. I'm going to put a foot up his butt one of these days. Girl, <laughs> I'm telling you. So we won't even get started on that. Exactly, but she put a post up 
where people were modeling her jewelry and her clothes. And every time I'm wearing anything of hers, I give her the credit so that people will know to reach out to her for earrings, bracelets, necklaces, or whatever, because um, I have lots. My grandchildren, myself, my mom, you know, she looks out for everybody. She's so loving and so generous. So sometimes I, I really feel wish like I could go some... pick her up and take her on a cruise I'm going or to even just, you know, take her on a trip or doing something. Because, I'm going to go to Cleveland you know... so that I can try on some outfits and she can decide what she wants to give me. And then they'll be mine to wear on stage because when you get a certain age, she's 75 years old. When you get to a certain age, you feel like, you know, your time is going to be ending or you don't know how much time you have left. And you just want to Oh, she's going to be here forever. Don't say that. Don't even go there. Don't even go there. No, the crazy crazy part about it is that's something that she says, but I don't. And that's how I feel. I know. I feel the same way. We're not going to lose her. She's going to live on and on. But the reality is, I have been in Cleveland so many times, Ohio. I have cousins in Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Toledo. We have had family reunions there. I have been in town just overnight and didn't get a chance to see her. So I'm going to purposely, and I just told my mom this today, make a trip to Cleveland to see Mama Oladeji. Mama Donna's in Connecticut, and so is her son, Wallace Reed. Small House of Poetry, we're planning to meet in September in Houston. If that doesn't happen, we're still going to make it happen at some place in the middle between, because there's a lot of people on the East Coast, and then I'm in the Midwest, and then there's a couple of members who live outside of the country but and in Florida. But wherever they live, we're going to come together so we can see each other. And you and I have a date to go to the Waffle House. So I'm Waffle just looking House. forward to yes, <laughs> meet the people that I love in real life. So I'm happy that Mom and Donna got a chance to get in queue. I sent her the link to your Facebook page. Um, just Jay said he's going to take care of the links for um, Clubhouse, and as well as we're going to be on the 15th you Saturday guys, night. Seriously, I mean, seriously, you guys have got to start putting that shit on my page. We do so because much. look, there we is are a so whole busy. network. I know, but there's there there's over five thousand people in the Speakeasy Network just on my page. Yes, that doesn't even count the Speakeasy page, and not all of them are part of your network. So you've got right, like right. this perfect, untapped audience sitting there waiting. Oh yeah, that absolutely. Could, our poets that can come over and be your poets. Well, you do understand. So you, that, I mean, like you should Rebel utilize that. And Doug Curry and um, um, Noreen. He and Gary come to Clubhouse to support me. I, I don't even know how they even found their way to the app, but I'm so happy they did because that's what mm-hmm. support looks like. Mama, Mama does that Mama, Mama Donna and Mama Oladeja. So I've got several mamas. I, I tell people all the time, I lost all my dads. My father, my stepfather, my grandfather, my godfather is in hospice. So Soon I'll be fatherless, but I got more mamas than any woman could ever hope for. So <laughs> I am packed with moms. <laughs> so my mom, and, and the my best mom sister you could ever imagine. So you know, and, and and if I could have picked my own sister, I'd still pick you. Absolutely. This is what we do on Thursdays. I love you. One hundred. Absolutely. All right, baby girl. I just wanted to jump on. I just wanted to jump on and tell you that that 
she was amazing. Thank you for bringing her over yeah, here. I mean, there's, thank I, you. Thank that, you. that moment made thank me. Thank you for getting to her. She wanted to know if it was too late because she was like, how do I get in queue? I was like, it's blog talk, mom. I'm going to push one. She was like, oh, okay, I'm here now. But she was like, I think the last poet is on. I said, it ain't over till it's over. <laughs> Nala didn't say we were done. So press one. Well, my, yeah. yeah. I just, they didn't, yeah, I didn't recognize the area code, so I knew that it was probably going to be someone that was new to the show, and they might not have known about the, yeah, so I had to check before I got done. Thank you, Nyla. I'm so happy you met them. You know what? That's the wonderful thing in my family. People always say this. If they think it, I'll do it. So I was thinking (laughs) it, and you did it. So look it up. Winning. That's my sister, (laughs) y'all. Awesome. I know you're going to All play right, a track to end the show. I love I you. Am. I'm playing one of my Thursday. tracks, actually, because I got in trouble oh, for not reading it because I was gone. So I'm actually playing yeah. one of mine. Can you believe that? I love I, I, that. I, I didn't do it at the beginning of the show because at the end of the show, I don't feel so bad. Everybody's already done. Nobody wants to hear that stuff anyway. So, but yeah. All right. <laughs> we love I will you, talk Nella. to you next week, love. Love you. <laughs> See you next week. Love you too, hon. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right, so I am going to close the show with a piece of mine because I'm supposed to read a piece of mine once a month at the first show of the week or the month, but I wasn't here for the first show. I wasn't here for the second show. The third show I was here, and I didn't do it. And the fourth show, which is tonight, I got yelled at because I didn't do it, so I am going to. So I am going to play a piece. I've got to decide which one I'm going to play. Um... I am going to do, let's do, oh, God, I don't know which one I want to do. These are all so old. I should probably upload some new ones at some point, someday, right? Let's do, room with a view. Let's do room with a view. We'll do that. Okay, here we go. Room with a View by Nyla Alicia You've come back. Why? And why now? After all this time, after so many walls have been built, overgrown with graffiti vines, dropping the leaves of too many not enough words said. Why now, when the bridges have stopped smoldering and the sky is clear? When fish have returned to the river again? Still, there you are, on the other side, on top of the walls. You scaled so easily. Always been easy for you, hasn't it? You with your monkey tongue and double jointed smile, making child's play out of my mystery. 
like when you sent the stars to woo me, disguised as dark chocolate troubles. Now, again, after all this time, after all my hard work, you're there, just like before, tossing pebbles at my window. desk writing this, listening to the tap, 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 like static echoing from our past, buried past, making a shambles of all I did to put you away. There are too many doors and not enough keys. Too many skeletons to reassemble to fix this. Stop it. I see you there, precariously perched, looking like hell. Your white flag arms floundering in the air. Hands flying like white doves, cooing to get my attention. Do you know how ridiculous you look? Staring out the window. I just, I keep wondering why. Why now? Why after all this time? is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.